Hey everyone, welcome back to the IWP Network, or if it's your first time, welcome hanging out with us. Thank you so much for choosing this podcast, and feedback is always welcome. So make sure to check the links below for all social media links, audio and video versions of this show, and merch. We look forward to hearing from you and hearing that feedback, and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, episode ninety-two, Whoa. creeping on, creeping on that one, Bill. Ninety-two, Ooh, getting there. Rumble ninety-two. Oh yeah. Ooh, good rumble, good rumble. Uh, we are oh, live. Man. We uh, thank you guys if you're if you're first time watching. If you're uh, someone who comes all the time, thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, live chat is open. If you're watching live, you can come chat with us, hang out. Our topic tonight is Ron Simmons. But before we get into that, let's Damn. let's. Uh, Let's talk some fun stuff here. Let's talk sponsors. Thank you to our sponsor, uh, right over Brian's shoulder there. Uh, Abaddon Tattoo Studios, a unique professional experience <laughs> nestled in the small town of Pine Grove, Pennsylvania. They provide high-quality tattoos and piercings in a relaxed, professional, and sterile environment. Um, head over to their website. The links are below. You can check out everything they do there. They do really good work. We just gave away two $100 gift cards. Uh, not We may or may not, depending on how big the chat gets, if we get some chat going, maybe we'll we'll do a giveaway. We, we just throw stuff give, out. You didn't give one away for this show. We have not, oh. no. Um, we, uh, but I mean, the other night we were, we did a Not Cool in High School impromptu mm-hmm. one and somebody joined and they were local and I was like, and they're so they brought up beer, and I was like, "Oh, you live in the area still?" And they're like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Do you want a ten dollars gift card for a business?" And they're like, "Sure." So oh, I just I just gave one cool, away. Yeah. So depending on how good the chat goes, we're always about trying to give stuff away here and there. Mm-hmm. So maybe it'll be a T-shirt or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And speaking of T-shirts, mm-hmm. T Public going T-Public. up strong again. Um, there is no sale. Thirty five percent sale is off. Oh, I was gonna say, is it still going? <laughs> no, but they always put them up there. Yeah. So just wait. Yeah. Or you can get it now. Yeah, I mean, you can get it now. So yeah, we uh, if you want some merchandise, we got some up there. We have the new uh, NWO spoof up there. Okay. We have our new Raw is War spoof up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, excited about it. Yeah. So um, maybe and we'll have something get, get, new. You select different colors too, right? Yeah. So if you want, what do you have to get? A black shirt? Because not a lot of people go like, oh, a black shirt. Oh, I don't want a black one. We'll get a get a gray one. Get a blue so one. Get remember a red we one. talked about last week about I needed to make another one and change it to blue. I was an idiot. Yeah. Um, BWO is a white logo. Just change yeah. the t-shirt color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can get a BWO-inspired TTP shirt. I may have ordered one. Um, oh, boy. So we actually have it in white for the NWO. Mm-hmm. You can get it in red if you're a Wolfpack guy. There you go. Or we have a reverse color dun, spoof dun, dun, where dun, it's dun, black dun, dun, dun. on a white shirt. Oh, So okay. it's the NWO. The negative. It's like a negative NWO, NWO yes. which is kind of no, cool. No black and silver NWO 2000. No, yeah, no. <laughs> I that mean, was bad. You, don't want to do you that. can get bad. you can get the black on a gray. I mean, I ordered in black and gray. I think it looks cool. Uh, the, Rawls- the one tornado tag shirt I have is actually blue. I thought when I grabbed this shirt, but it was grabbing that. Yeah, oh. what was that? The Beavis and Butthead uh, Road Warriors. This is my yeah, this is my hawk and animal Beavis and Butthead. You can't see it because my camera's awful, but it's Beavis <laughs> and Butthead as the Legion of Doom. Yeah, you're wearing. Uh, let's talk t-shirts quick. <laughs> yeah, rush. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're wearing the Kurt Angle. It looks like. Yeah. Uh huh. I got dun, this from a. Uh, 
Someone who listens to the podcast, I love Scott. He's uh, commented on some of the posts before. He gave me this. Cool. Nice. Andy, you're rocking Okada. A Okada. It's probably hard to see until like... Yeah. You'll see me and Andy's shirts on the uh, on the photos one at the, the end. It was a throwaway line, but one thing Meltzer said on one of his audio shows that was very exciting is Okada's coming. Yeah, to AEW slash Impact. Mm. We said it. Yeah. We said this one. They're all coming. If, if Okada comes, then that everybody. I'll listen. Everybody. I know. Is he going to be in? Is he going to have the gimmick that he had in Impact before? Where he's I, I, hope, I hope not. Yeah, I don't, he's I, not going to Impact. No way. There yeah, is no I mean, way in hell he's going to Impact. I would, he, if he goes to Impact, yeah. it's never to say, get revenge. Never say never. <laughs> Apparently, Don Callis, when he they, when he came up with this idea, him and Scott Demore flew to New Japan to apologize to the whole roster. There you go. Yeah, I would get the working deal. Never say never. Yeah. We said back in year. Well, all right, and they so, sent uh, Dave Finley and. Uh, just Robinson's impact. Yeah. 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 So I, I said a while ago, and I mean, listen, a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. So I'm not saying I'm a prophet or I, I had a, I had anything. But I said, I said, with this new AEW man and the way they're trying to work with people, like they said this a while ago. Like if you pay attention to what they're saying behind the scenes, they they said they wanted this to be a thing for a long time. And I said, how awesome would it be to have everyone working together? Mm-hmm. And I and, and because we're wrestling fans and we were like, this will never happen. Yeah. And then we're like, if this were, were to happen, oh, or maybe ROH. Yeah. Maybe Just maybe New, New Japan and New then Japan, New Japan Impact were not yeah. on good terms. Yeah, New Japan and Impact. Uh, Impact was like almost like a never. No mm-hmm. way they're gonna work in Impact, and that's the first one they worked with. And then New Japan starts to open up because they changed management, and now here we are. Where, and then NWA Power joined in on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. It's something. It's cool. Yeah. And now apparently there are uh, talks once again. This is a newer thing. There are talks again. I'm just trying to find the story here. Significant talks. New Japan reportedly in significant talks to return to Access TV, which is owned by Anthem, which owns Impact Wrestling. Wow. Yeah. And from what I've been hearing, uh, there has been talks amongst people reaching out, whether it be in media or actually behind doors, where they are pretty much saying to WWE, the door is not closed for you that's either. What Tony Khan says, no, but yeah. he knows WWE that. Is, WWE is the one closing that door. Yeah, exactly. Tony Khan they're knows not, they're that. They're not letting Kyrie Sane work stardom. They're, yeah. they're, they're keeping that door closed. Yeah. yeah, he knows that. No, Vince ain't going to allow it. Yeah. So, but, uh, as long as Vince McMahon's allowed, nah. But, but just to, a lot. But it does, it does mean something when the other side is receptive. Well, yeah, because of course, because yeah. they have so much to gain from that, you know? But like, yeah. yeah. There have been exceptions. I mean, he he, had, yeah. he he did let people work with Carlos Colon in Memphis, but he would always see those things like as like developmental territories. Even now, like they'll have people on ICW and Evolve when Evolve was around, but they like to have it very much where they're in control. And mm-hmm. and yeah. I think that AEW especially is going to want more of a collaboration. New Japan's going to want more of a collaboration. Yeah, not not a partnership. It's or not fun. anything. It's going to be a fun time. Um. Yeah, so like I said, if you guys want to support, we will immediately following this show, we will be going live once again over on Patreon. Um, what we're going to do is we use this platform called StreamYard. And what we're going to do is we're going to put, when you when we invite you as a guest, so like when I do this, I send in our group chat, I send a private link, these guys join in, and then I click them in. But if I don't click them in, they can still watch the show and interact as a private chat that we can read that you know that it, it's a lot of fun there's a lot of cool interactive things on this stream yard that we mm-hmm. use um so what we, we started doing on another show is we're going to send out the link about three to four mon- three to f- or four to five minutes before we go live on patreon you can click that link and join in and watch the show live before it before we post it no cool so um that is an open so if you want to join patreon that is we have a dollar we'll just get you a shout out 
and five dollars will get you access to the shows, mm-hmm. and you get bonus content. Um, I I will say I'm very proud of of what we've accomplished so far on Patreon. I think if you join right now for five dollars, you're getting you're getting a lot of content when it comes to episodes and shows. Like we every pretty much the only ones we haven't Just done about bonus. Double. You didn't is do a beer show because like the one beer show because yeah. we did we record it to that same day okay. already. Yeah. Um. But there is a lot going on there. So I I um. I want to give a quick thank you to uh, Brad Zalonis, our newest one, and the PA Piledriver for for uh, their donations. I'm just going by the last 30 days. Um, Curtis, by the way, in the chat. He isn't. Oh, I see. There, there he is. Curtis is hanging out. Also, we have uh, Higher with Another Words podcast. Is still a, a pledge. I'm doing it for my phone, and I always lose track of who because it, it doesn't show me everybody after oh, so many okay. days. Yeah. Um, Higher with Another Words. Uh, the mysterious J. J. <laughs> yeah, J. The mysterious J. Um, also, Keith Skater, Jen Myers, and Austin Blackwell. Okay. So thank you guys so much for your donation. It's five bucks. It helps us out. It is a monthly donation. Or don- just a dollar if you want. Or a dollar. Or if, any amount. If, whatever, if, you know. If 300 people do a dollar, it yeah, helps us. That's you know, wonderful, yeah. And we use this to get microphones and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, w- when it comes to equipment-wise, I believe we're we're very close to what we need. There, like When it comes to doing the show here... I'm I'm satisfied with equipment. Yeah. When we take the show on the road, there's the, like different tripods and different things we need camera wise that I still want to get that would help us out. Mm-hmm. We've been really lucky because there's really no shows to go to or places yeah. to go to, but mm-hmm. I want to have it prepared and maybe test a little bit before yeah. we go. Also, I would like to uh, get to the point where I can order other people uh, equipment. So if you guys are recording from home, you guys can get a microphone. Mm-hmm. I can I can give you stuff to people to take home, like kind of like little care packages. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, well, co- you because of money, COVID, you could order shirts that. Like let's say you ordered and you have thirty and yeah sell, we have them in know? stock so yeah. we're we're not just or doing magnets it and, or and we know, can whatever. support Merch. a local yeah. business and yeah. yeah well that's what we were doing for a while there we were, we were taking the money we were making and we we're just buy a bunch of pins or stickers yeah. or buttons and we would just give them all away mm-hmm. and it helped to get us name like recognition but now we're starting to put it towards because pretty much I've just been paying out of pocket for the equipment yeah and now it's we're, we're the next like I would like to get us new earphones like if you if you sat in the studio for more than an hour these these headphones. Aren't very comfortable. That's that's what they're. Yeah, get price. To get good filling headphones, it's price. Yes, and then we also have to do six of them. Mm. So I don't want to be. We're just gonna all gonna share. (laughs) Okay, what? And then give what? Yeah. So yeah, so that all that's where your Patreon money goes, and we really appreciate it. Um, That's where your merchandise goes if you buy merchandise. Uh, We do have donations. Uh, it's it's fun. We we do have a few people on the Patreon who pay more than what is even required. That's not we're not asking yeah, for that. That's but great. We really appreciate that. That's that's huge. It it's uh, and we it, it, the Patreon. I didn't expect to even have seven people do it, which so I'm very thankful for. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, it inspires us to do better because now people are willing to pay hard earned money to support us. So I feel like we have to step up. And I think that's the overall idea of the entire network. Uh, we're very proud of that. The network the network has been growing with other networks and other people. So we have a lot of cool stuff the, coming up. The Don up. Callis Network. Yeah. So like the door. The Forbidden, door the forbi- yeah. the forbidden Podcast door is open yeah. too, you know. Um, but yeah, so let's, uh, let's get into our topic here this week. Let's get into Ron Simmons uh, as, a, as a part of Black History Month. The All-American Ron Simmons. Yes. Actually, two-time, two-time, to quote DDP, All-American Ron Simmons. That that was his nickname way back when it was the All-American. That comes from his days in football. Before he was a wrestler, Ron Simmons was a very accomplished football player. As of 2008, he is in the College Football Hall of Fame, as Uh a matter of fact. And he is from Georgia. Uh, He grew up mainly in Warner Robins, Georgia. And that's where he went to high school. He was... 
all Georgia off uh, defensive lineman or no linebacker in college. He actually moved to defensive line in in, in high school. He was a linebacker. In in college, he moved to defensive line. He was a nose guard, which is a very very rare position uh, right now. And he was he actually started a uh, a co- help start a doom no damn <laughs> doom damn doom's a little a little bit later yeah uh, he's still in college at this point and it's one of these things where he helped launch a powerhouse college football there you go <laughs> he helped launch a powerhouse college football team that's still around today Florida State one of the biggest college football. Programs I know, know Seminoles. How about that? Yeah. I know, yeah. not. Oh, look at you! Look at you, Danny. And their all-time, all-time great coach. He was there for almost forty years. Was Bobby Bowden, and he, Bobby Bowden will always credit Ron Simmons with help, helping him put Florida State on the map when he got there, because he was a highly sought-after recruit. Florida State was a nothing program at he, that time. He was a defensive player who he wasn't ranked high, but he was ranked as a possible Heisman winner. Which is the yeah, best? He finished ninth. Yeah, he finished ninth which year, which yeah. is a which uh, Heisman is the like the MVP of college football. Okay. If you win the Heisman, you're you're a big deal. Yeah. Uh, it is not. It's it's not very common to have defensive players even ranked for mm-hmm. Heisman. Mm-hmm. Mo- almost nine times out of ten, it's your quarterback. Yeah. Or it's your running back. Uh, but for he was actually ranked as a Heisman contender as a yeah. defensive player, which is not easy to do. Yeah. Not easy to do. Yeah. Ninth place in 1979, two-time consensus All-American. He was one of the first three people to have their number retired by Florida State, even though WCW used to lie about that. They used to say there were only two. They said it was him and Deion Sanders. And that, no, he, he, there were more than that. And he, he didn't really translate well to the NFL. Nose guard, they are usually the biggest guys on the field. If you remember, going back to WrestleMania 2, William the Refrigerator Perry. Yes. Who was uh, very close to 400 pounds and over well over six feet tall. He was a nose tackle, which is the same thing. You're lining up over the nose of the football, and you're going right into the strength of the defense. And Ron Simmons wasn't quite that big. He uh, So he, he was a little undersized for the NFL. He didn't really last. He lasted two years with the Cleveland Browns. He went to the USFL, the competing football league, and played two years there. With the Tampa Bay Bandits, where he played with a guy, he played with a guy on that team. Uh, you might know this name, Andy. Larry Fole. Larry Fole. Lawrence Fole. Oh yeah, I know him. That's yeah. Lex Luger. He was a total package. <laughs> yeah. um, interesting that you say that he wasn't the size of a new no uh, 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 at that time. Yeah, because now height-wise, most defensive players are. Like not as big anymore, and, and well, he, he would be, he would have been good size like a linebacker and outside lineman, but first he was like an interior lineman. And they're still pretty big. Yeah, I mean, but like you have a Chase Young who's not a four hundred pound man, but yeah, but Chase, Chase Young's an end. He was a tackle. Yeah, well, he was a he was like an interior lineman. Like they they tend to be bigger. Yeah, defensive linemen are are running like four almost four four forties now. Like it's yeah. NFL is getting to be a insane time. <laughs> like these like you, you think like these linemen were just big four hundred yeah. pound sumo guys. Used to be. And now it's just like yeah. back, no, in, the, back, back in the day because they were like, well, yeah. who's gonna get by that guy? He's big as a house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah back then like your interior linemen were bigger guys like like the fridge, like Cortez Kennedy, um up to Warren Sapp, like that that type of guy. If you were to trade Ron Simmons uh to the Indianapolis Colts, what do you think you'd get for him? In t- I'm in probably t- a probably a third in a second. <laughs> Conditional. <laughs> Sorry, you don't you don't get that joke. I have at all. no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little dig at his football team in there. 
Go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. Three off the no, line. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we're in the uh, second round pick to win Bus Club. It's okay. Yeah, your number two pick overall. Right? We've been there. RG three. Uh, I, I, you know, I feel so, you. So we didn't we didn't come here to talk about football. We came here to talk about wrestling. That's yeah, right. We're gonna get Andy back on the show now. <laughs> Andy's like, I hate. <laughs> Andy's like, I hate this. <laughs> so um, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what's on <the> football? <laughs> <laughs> Prolate spheroid. How much does so, this guy weigh? <laughs> yeah, Art Donovan. There's another yeah. uh, very good defensive tackle or defensive player. Is that one of the wrestlers, Gorilla? He yeah. looks like a businessman. He didn't even hit him that hard. Oh, hard. <laughs> so, so, obviously, being a, uh, a fixture of Florida State for so long, being a, a star at that program, Ron Simmons began his wrestling career in Florida in the kind of very last days of championship wrestling from Florida, which is one of the legendary territories. But at this point, it's uh, toward the end of 1986, and the territories are not really that uh, that big anymore. Yeah, just and, about dead. Yeah. Uh, I think Eddie Graham may have even um, ended his life at this point, not to, not to uh, put a damper on things, but Eddie Graham was a promoter there, and he did um, commit suicide around this mm. time. And then his son Mike took over for a little bit and, and ran the territory, and then it just kind of went belly up from there. And so Ron Simmons comes in, and he starts off hot because there it's Ron Simmons, the football hero. It's like when Ernie Ladd was in the Kansas City territory because he played for the Chiefs. It, it was one of those things where he was a big baby face right off the bat. And very early on, in December of 86, he does win the Florida heavyweight title from Kareem Muhammad, but he lost it very quickly to Bad News Allen, uh, who would be Bad News Brown in WWF. And as we were saying, like the Florida Territory is is running out of gas at this point. So the only real remnant of the AWA left now is Jim Crockett, or NWA left is Jim Crockett Promotions. And that's where Ron Simmons moves on to. And speaking of territories that didn't last, this was around the time that Crockett Promotions bought the UWF, Bill Watts' old territory. So this is 89, right? 87. 87, okay. And uh, and Bill Watts plays very, very big in the Ron Simmons' story later. And uh, one of the big reasons you talk about Ron Simmons when you talk about Black History Month and wrestling is going to come later. It's going to be largely because of Bill Watts. So Ron Simmons didn't really have a lot of success in the UWF or when they kind of merged everything together at the end of 87 in the NWA. So he was low on the card. He would do a lot of tag teams. One of the guys he teamed with a lot and I did want to bring him up here is, is Eddie Gilbert, Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert, who was very much ahead of his time as a as a booker and as a, as a, a talent and a personality. And he, I, I bring him up because I, it was, I believe, the 15th of February, so a few days ago, or maybe the 18th. It was one of the last couple of days here. Uh, was the It was 26 years that he had passed away. He was in Puerto Rico. I think he might have even been helping book down there. And he passed away in his sleep at, at 33. Mm. He was the original booker of ECW. He was a... Uh, a fixture in Crockett, the UWF, we, the angle we talked Wait, about. Wait, you said at thirty three. Thirty three. Yeah, that's not very. Old Did he? At all. He he started young. I'm saying, what did he die of? Was it partying? Um, was it? Was he a bigger guy? What are we talking? No, he was, he was not a smaller guy. guy. He, he was smaller. He was undersized. Yeah. Maybe uh, was probably probably something substance related. There might have been a genetic thing there. Yeah. But Yikes. yeah, no, he was not. Yeah, he was not like it wasn't like when Yokozuna died or or something like that or, yeah. or like the steroid guys that would die all the time. No, he was he was he was undersized, especially for that time. If he would have come around twenty years later, yeah, he, he would have been, right. yeah, been fine. He would have been 
he would have actually done well because it was more personality driven. The the good old Farlow's Deli said a Bob Bracklin protege. Yeah, that's way back in the day when he would uh, when he when he came in for, uh, to the WWF. He started very young there. Uh, well, it was one of the first places he went. He always wanted to be Jerry Lawler. He always wanted to be Jerry Lawler to the point, and um, I'm sure Farlow's going to chime in on this because he's an uh, old ECW guy there. And uh, when when Gilbert booked ECW, he he made a whole thing where he was the king of Philadelphia. And he beat Terry Funk for that title, and he brought in his quote-unquote brother as an evil referee, Freddie Gilbert. And, <laughs> Freddie. and Freddie, Freddie Gilbert Get was, in, in reality, Jerry Lawler's son. Not Brian Christopher, uh, but Kevin Lawler, his other son. Yeah. So it's uh, a, Kevin Christian. It, it's saying him. he died of a heart attack, and he was billed at 5'10", so he's probably a little smaller than that. Yeah. Um, if you if, if you are in the school county area and you're all about giving business love and showing support to business, and you're also a wrestling fan and you love to give wrestling fans your money, and Farlow's you're a sandwich deli fan. in <laughs> yeah. Pottsville, and, and is, you want a real hoagie, and there's only one place to get it in the whole county. Yeah, they 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 will literally put the entire uh, like piece of ham, like the whole slice of it. Like you're 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 getting a bang for your buck. A, a, a pound a, of Deets and Watson. It's which, yeah. It's a, which at a local place running about seven dollars a pound. Yeah, so I don't even have to do my plug this episode. Yeah, right? so uh, you're using the chat, so I'm gonna show us some love. Farlow's Deli. Uh, if you ask them, they say go to Subway, but don't do that. Go to Farlow's Deli. <laughs> <Go> to, <what? laughs> he's, go actually, to hell. he's actually he's actually done that. When they Jimmy John's or whatever, we go there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they do this award thing, which uh, I'm doing a quick shoot. Uh, they have the Republican Herald Awards. Yeah, which I think that's a work. Yeah, so they 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 nominate a bunch of things in the area. Uh, they use tackle always wins best bank. Yeah, I've never voted for it. Yeah, but uh, they uh, they used to have a category for best podcast. Really, in the school county oh. area, uh, or Who the best hell won that or best media. Yeah, and then uh, well, it was it was awarded to the Coal Region Campfire in Pottsville, Pottsville guy. But okay. at the time, we didn't exist. Okay, and then we came on the scene, and that no longer became a category. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, was there best? was one game in town. There was a category, and then there were more than one game in town. If yeah, it becoming a uh, yeah. I, you know, I was like, you know what? I want to win that award. Uh, I'm going to make a podcast. No, it's not why I made it at all. Yeah. But it's it, it, it just um, is there a best eatery or whatever? I'm sure there. Oh, must there be. everything's on there. I, I'm not or sure. Yeah, if, yeah. I I don't look at it. But is, is far as uh, nominated. We had Best Deli last year. Oh, like good. There it is. What deli? So the, the banner is in the front window, so it's really easy to spot on like Center Street if you're really looking for a hoagie. And for the old school, yeah. the old heads in Pottsville, the old Boardman uh, vacuum cleaner building, that's where yeah. it's at. If I, just because you guys are in the chat, your parents are in the chat, if I were to get you guys a banner, would you guys hang it up in the shop? I'll pay I'm for it. Say yes for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but in the back. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be in the bathroom no one's allowed to use. <laughs> yeah, I'll just wipe your hands on that banner. Fuck them guys. <laughs> oh man. You want, you want the banner to smell like an onion though. Yes. Hey, I, I like onion. If if it did if it doesn't smell like a sub, we're, we yeah. we we want our money can, back. Can we get oil on the, yeah. on the banner. <laughs> we want our money back that we paid for for the banner and then we want it back and then we want to rub onions on it. I haven't had it one in their sandwiches in a while. I want one. Yeah, I haven't I haven't either. Just COVID, like, COVID ruined it, man. Like that was our hangout spot to watch pay per views. It sucks. I, I miss it. I feel like Ron Simmons would have enjoyed himself a Farlow's hoagie, mm-hmm. especially yeah. in the college days when he's trying to beef up. Yeah, <laughs> if he would have more of it, he could have played in the NFL. He would have been bigger. Yeah, yeah. Hey. So you go. We, we all recommend it. Yeah, Gene uh, G- G- Snitsky is a fan of uh, Farlow's. Hey, cool. Hoagies. There's Sorry. a ringing endorsement. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, all right. That's a good way to tie things back. Let's, yeah, let's, let's get, get back. Let's get back on talk, Baker. So, uh, yeah, Ron Simmons and Eddie Gilbert they lost a tournament final to the Fantastics at one point for the vacant WCW United States Tag Team Titles. Back in the day, there was such a tag division in. Well, not the, this is still two the NWA, not WCW. Two sets. Back in the day, there were two. Yeah, and the Fantastics were like the king of the U.S. Tag Titles. They were a really good baby. They were very tag good. Team. Yeah. And then uh, he would later team with Al Green. Not as good as Eddie Gilbert. Not as good as Eddie Gilbert. And Al not Green. Al Green, the music guy. If, no. That would have been, been really good. Cool. <laughs> They're my sexy tag Because <laughs> Ron Simmons and Al Green. <laughs> Ron, I feel like people, like, you know how they have, like, the Allstate guy? Mm-hmm. They could have easily hired Ron Simmons for that. He has a good voice. Yeah. Like, he has he a does. good voiceover work voice. He, uh, yeah, he, he could have been like this... He could take over for James Earl Jones for the This Is CNN. Yeah. He could do a lot of those things. Yeah, I don't know why they don't hit that guy up. Like, he should be doing voiceovers, like, for pay-per-views, like, this week. Like, like yeah. he has a or, good voice. He did, like, the, uh, the hype video packages for, like, oh, weekends. That, yeah. that guy TNA used to have was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was, like, the, the African guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On TNA, no surrender. Yeah. <laughs> So Al Green, uh, he was he was one of the master blasters around this time with Kevin Nash. He was the dog for a little bit, <laughs> much later. In <laughs> and Big Al, I believe. And, and at this point, uh, Al, Al Green was excellent. Was incredibly green. That is that's correct in the chat there. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was never that good, but he was very very not good here. So so Ron Simmons is kind of toiling for a while here until they do an angle where. Uh, Rick Steiner, who he played a guy who may have had um, a little bit of a mental. He was um, slow. Yeah. Oh, he was Eugene before Eugene. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. They never, they not, never he wasn't as hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. They, it was a little more subtle than that, but they they made it so that he was a little uh, impaired. Yeah. We'll say, and he had a uh, fan in the crowd that would take a uh, a liking a liking to the uh, to Rick Steiner, and her name was Robin Green. And Robin Green and, and Rick Steiner had dates, and like they kind of fell for each other, and it all turned out to be a ruse because Robin Green turned on Rick Steiner and hel- uh, helped him lose the NWA TV title, and then she became Woman. Yeah. And Woman is Nancy Sullivan, and Nancy Benoit, and you know we've we've been through that story a million times. Yeah, if you're a wrestling uh, fan and, and, and you don't know the rest, the yeah. Benoit story. Um, well, actually, it's it's funny because if you're if a lot of these casual fans who are just starting now, they hear just Benoit, but they don't even realize that his wife, his like yeah. Nancy, had a great career in the business too. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. she did. Uh, she. She was incredible at being a heel. Like you, she just looked mean, mm-hmm. and, and so she she was very effective. And she she's feuding with the Steiner brothers because Scott Steiner's coming in. Uh, Rick was there first, then Scott came in a little bit later, and so she brings in these masked black guys, uh, two black guys in identical masks, identical ties. Yeah, they're and both jacked. They're both yeah, gigantic, big dudes. And I didn't know it at the time because you know I'm I'm a kid. It was apparently the worst kept secret in wrestling who these guys were because they were just, <laughs> there were two black guys in the entire company. They disappear. Two weeks later, these two masked black guys show up. <laughs> Who's that? I don't know. <laughs> it's Mr. So, America. So they, <laughs> they, uh, they do get a win over the Steiners at Halloween Havoc, and then the big thing is the Steiners won one of the tag titles. So they do a Clash of the Champions ten Doom versus the Steiners. Man, that's a lot of beef. that's a lot of mass. that's a lot of beef in that match. Yeah, I, I believe then uh, Rick Steiner was of normal intelligence. Yeah, yeah he once he once he got uh, scorned by by Robin Green, he smartened up a little bit. 
Yeah. He was like, I don't want this to happen again. I'm going to start reading books. Yeah, that's that's the, the and, 1980s way of getting from one gimmick to another. Oh, I read some yeah. books and I'm normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so so basically, they, they, they did the mask versus titles match, and the Steiners win, so Doom has to take their, their masks off. And even on the commentary, if you watch the old Clash of the Champions, Jim Ross, I think, even calls it the worst kept secret in professional wrestling. Oh, look, it's Ronson was a butchery. Who would have thought? <laughs> this but whole that time. Just, that was just the beginning for them. Uh, woman was kind of out of the picture there for a little bit. She had moved on. She was actually managing Ric Flair after that. She moved on to Ric Flair. And Doom wound up being managed by Teddy Long. Is who... Real quick, another woman thing here. Her and Sherry. Were, mm-hmm. like, is, she, is she Sherry level? No. No. Because well, no, she Sher- couldn't talk like Sherry. Yeah, and she Sherry wrestle. as far for me Sherry as far as like female manager Sherry is in a class by herself at the top. Mm-hmm. As far what as if- just having the skills. What about Vicky Guerrero? <sighs> she's good. Okay. She, she, she's better as like a personality authority figure. Okay. Sherry Sherry could wrestle. Sherry could get involved physically. I, I think I mentioned this. Yeah, on the on the show we did last weekend. If you watch that Ultimate Warrior Randy Savage match at WrestleMania Seven, it's an amazing match. Tells an amazing story. Randy Savage does about 80% of the work. Sherry does about 15%. <laughs> yeah. She would wrestle herself, too. Like Sherry not, is yeah. just fantastic. We're going to get into it in a little bit uh, later on the show. Uh, we're going to be joined by uh, Alex, hopefully. But uh, we're going to talk. We're going to call Leakfrog. And I think like the idea of manager and valet. Mm-hmm. Uh, valet, I think, I don't like that term. Uh, you're a manager. Like, you know what I mean, when you're out there and you're a mouthpiece. Well, and you're... The, th- the thing was like Liz, because like Liz. Liz the valet. Do, she wouldn't cut promos. So yes. that's, why she, right. that's why she was the valet. It's it's a dying art, and there's not many people who do it who who do it very well. Yeah, and uh, that's because like it usually trends like what WWE does. The rest of the wrestling kind of follows suit, and they just said we don't want to do managers because Vince's like, why should I pay a manager? Yeah, why pay another guy? That's, which well, because your guy can't talk. But that's Leaf, the whole reason. Leaf, Leafrog's got them uh, a like really a, good manager. Cool. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's good to see a good manager. Everyone likes managers except for WWE. Or is he a valet? Yeah. I was having more people in the equation is always there's always more room for entertainment and yeah. a bit of entertainment. I feel like it's wrong to go against that. And then if you say, well, I, you know, I can't, I don't want to pay another guy that, but then you make tons of money on TV deals, and I don't yeah. really see that it's, argument. It's, it's silly. Um, but, but for that time, as far as like women who could talk, uh, that wasn't really woman's strong suit. Uh, the two that could really uh, bring it on the mic were were Sherry and Missy Hyatt. Yeah, and Missy was smoking hot. <laughs> and we just brought up Eddie Gilbert. We just brought up Eddie yeah. Gilbert. They were married for quite a while. Yeah. Look at that. Missy was apparently a handful, though. So she had a she handful. Does, uh, she was a handful. Oh. <laughs> she does Civil War reenactment now. Really? Wow. How about that? Yeah, In Gettysburg. Civil War good for good for Missy Hyatt. Where at? Uh, I don't know. I just saw a picture of it on Twitter. Oh, maybe we can see her Gettysburg. Hey. Yeah. I'll get my WCW ninety one card signed by her. Yeah. Uh, Sharon says Sonny was a good manager. Sonny wasn't terrible she on the was, mic. And she, she was a good promo as well. She played a great... Yeah. I don't want to... Like, I'm not being derogatory, but she she played a great bitch. Uh, bitch. Yeah. yeah. Jim Cornette has better terms for her, but yeah. I mean, it's a term she uses well for herself. Well, I mean, yeah. that's, that's why she was called... Uh, well, her last name was Sitch, but she was Fitch, and they, they, they like keeping that because it rhymed with bitch. Like, yeah. That was her thing. Good at what she did. She's, she's, she's currently, what, incarcerated a couple miles from here? She, uh, no, I, I think, think she's, she's in out. Jersey now. Oh, she's in Jersey oh, now. Okay. She just got locked up in Jersey again. Yeah, yeah. Mm. She was in shame. Pennsylvania for a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, she yeah, lived in the Alton area. area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She lived up like in the Jim Thorpe area, I think. He's somewhere around there, south of Jim Thorpe, like yeah. uh, uh, Palmerton, somewhere around there between the downtown. It's a shame that you know how 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 uh, yeah. how things oh. went for, her, but you know 
that's all that's another topic for another day sunny side up and through the back door okay back to round seven <laughs> damn <laughs> so doom doom winds up uh defeating the signers after they lose their masks at um at capital combat to win the wcw tag team titles they keep them to wrestle war 91 where they lose them to the Freebirds, and after they lose them to the Freebirds, Butch Reed, Ron Simmons' partner, turns on Ron Simmons. This, this is a good time to bring up Butch Reed because he passed away recently. Yeah. Uh, sadly, I believe it was uh, sixty-six. I want to say yeah, sixty-five. I think yeah, sixty-six. I I believe he he got COVID, and then uh, it caused some complications with his heart, and that's what that's what um that's what t- uh, did him in. And Butch Reed before Doom would have been the big star of the team. Like afterward, like. A post doom, Ron Simmons has a far bigger career, but going into it, Butch Reed was a star pretty much everywhere he went. He was a big star in Kansas City, played for the Chiefs, he was a big star there, big star in St. Louis, big star in Mid-South, and even in the WWF, he was the natural Butch Reed, and the whole idea of that gimmick was he was the natural, and he's a black guy with bleached blonde hair, no. and they talk about how everything is natural. Sorry, my dog. My dog is like dry heaving over there. I'm like, what is going on? Um, is he all right? Is he doing better? Yeah, I, yeah, he's doing pretty good. He's I think you're drunk. Just don't. I, well, I, I just want to say we had a. I got to see Brian for the first time in almost a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I helped him take his dog to the vet. Uh, I wish it was on better circumstances, but it was nice to to see Brian in in, in person again. Yeah, he's 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 got diabetes, so yeah. he's just uh he's um I had to give him a, a shot earlier, so he, he's he's doing fine. Yeah. But uh, the yeah the natural Butch Reed was uh, one of Slick's proteges, and there was always the rumor. And I know like Bruce Pritchard on his podcast has tried to refute it, but there was always the rumor that when Ricky Steamboat won the Intercontinental Title at WrestleMania three, the original plan was that he was going to lose it to Butch Reed. But then Ricky Steamboat's wife got pregnant, and he wanted to take time off, and they were so mad at him for daring to want to take time off when his kid his kid is being born that they had him drop it immediately to the Honky Tonk Man, and that kind of cost Butch Reed the uh, the Intercontinental title. But then he winds up going to, to NWA and becomes a part of Doom, and here he turns heel on Ron Simmons, which leads to the Thunder Doom cage match at Super Raw mm-hmm. 1, which is Ron Simmons against Butch Reed in a cage, and then Teddy Long is in a shark cage above the ring. So there's, there's a cage, and then there's a cage above the cage. Yeah, with the jerry curl, that's very... Because he's he's basically just has hair on the sides and the back, and it's just Jerry curl. <laughs> well, I think at this point he was uh, bald because I think this was they were calling him uh, Peanut Head. Oh, okay. Hey, goat the I- IC champ ever? Are you talking about Honky Tonk Man? Yeah, Honky Tonk Man. He's saying the greatest Intercontinental Champion ever. Well, says he is. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a guy named Chris Jericho that would defeat yeah. that. There's a guy named Randy Savage. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Perfect. Yeah. I think there's a guy named The Miz that could have a conversation. Oh well. For consecutive numbers of wins, yeah, <laughs> maybe not hey, in ring. Hey yo, listen, Chico. Yeah, yo. who had the best match? Um, so yeah, so they they had the, that was kind of the blow off to the Doom feud. I think Butch Reed was on his way out there. The finish there, even though Petty Long's in the shark cage above the ring, he tries to drop a foreign object, or as I said in WCW this time, an international yeah, object. Yeah, foreign was yeah, offensive. Uh, yeah, yeah, Turner. Uh, <laughs> is foreign object still offensive not, right now? Like in today's no, no, time, that was a, a a TNT or a, CNN. A, a CNN Turner yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, it was a Turner thing. Mm. But they deemed that if you said the word foreign, it it was offensive, even though it meant foreign, as in it shouldn't be in the match. I'm sure that'll come back up soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, I don't think know. they say it anymore, do they? It's like it's, no, they it's hardly. A, it's, well, they hardly ever use the the 
the brass knucks or anything. Or, what did they say? They usually just say a loaded fist or something. Yeah, something. They don't say yeah. Fist. It's a foreign object. Yeah, they don't say But it didn't mean object. like it's coming from, you know, Japan or it's Russia not, yeah, or something the, like that. It's not just the China it, virus. It, it's something that, yeah, yeah. it just it's like shouldn't be in the ring. Rules. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those things, too, like, you know, today's times, we, we say things different than what we do now. And, um, and then we think about it like, oh, shit, that can. I, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think that's offensive at all. I can I, mean, I can see their point if it's brought up though. But I mean, it's, but like a foreign object in America is still a foreign object in Japan. It's still a foreign mm-hmm. object in Russia. It's still yeah. a foreign object in South America. Like it, it just means in the match. Like it's not saying yeah. it's from it, any it's certain not supposed to be place. In the match. You're not yeah. talking about international. You're not yeah. talking about nationality when you yeah. sport. Yeah, it's like, not like there's that like, Polish it, object he's pulling out. <laughs> yeah, like like when you're saying a foreign substance. Like if you're drinking an important beer, that's not a foreign substance. It's a for any right. beer is a foreign substance because you're putting something foreign in your body. Foreign meaning not native to you. Yeah. So, if anything, uh, it's like worse for them to call it international. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> now they're bringing na- nationals or like nations. Into it. I, I yeah. make a move just call it a weapon. That's what yeah. call it. Yeah. Call yeah. it brass knuckles. Call it a chain. You got like, a goddamn shiv. It. Yeah, I want to. Well, back back then it was always you, you didn't know what it was. It always be like it looked like like a piece of tape. It used to be. Like, it always... Yeah, they would tape tape. Like they would take tape and and make a little like thing like roll it up and then tape around that. <laughs> what they yeah. would do is they would take Dusty's muffler and then oh, tape God. it up oh, and then geez. punch somebody with it. Oof. Ric Flair would always <laughs> use the tape tape. <laughs> yeah, they're talking about the uh, uh, Hockey Talk Man in the chat. The biggest thing he did before uh, being the Intercontinental Champion, he was part of the legendary Tupelo concession stand brawl. Oh, okay. It was like him and Larry Latham against, uh, I, I think, Bill Dundee and uh, somebody. Yeah, but he was in the, uh, he was like him and Larry Latham, who was one of the Moondogs eventually. They were like this, like blonde bombshells, blonde bombers tag team when they were in the and also the Jerry Lawler's Tupelo. cousin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jerry Lawler's cousin, exactly. That's about. <laughs> There's so, the highlights of, of Honky Tonk Man's career. So, so fresh off of his win over Butch Reed, Ron Simmons does wind up later that year getting a WCW title match. At that point, he had a few matches on paper. You guys like Oz, the Diamond Stud, mm-hmm. whatever happened to those guys? Yeah, I don't know. And um, then, then they have. Uh, Simmons and Luger at Halloween Havoc. It's the Halloween Havoc where they did the Chamber of Horrors match. Thank you. They did the Ch- Chamber of Horrors match with Abdul the Butcher in the Chair of Torture. Mm. That was one of the big things in that match. I'm so happy I can say I've seen him live, Abdul the Butcher. No, him yeah. Perry Funk. <laughs> my uh, my buddy Jack got to see him uh, up close and a little too personal. <laughs> He's told that story before. Yeah, he got he got stabbed in the lip with a plastic fork at the ECW arena. It's terrifying. <laughs> and uh, well, it's terrifying. Well, it'd be even more terrifying if, if Abdul was bleeding too. Yeah. So, the main event of that that Halloween Havoc was Lex Luger and Ron Simmons two out of three falls, and Luger does win that match. And then shortly after that, in '92, that's when Bill Watts, we were talking about him earlier, he was the head of the UWF. He winds up taking over WCW. They had forced out. I think at that point it was Kip Fry okay, was yeah. running WCW before him. So and, and they wanted to do. Uh, what's his last name? Do Bob Do Bob yeah. Do yeah. So Bill Watts comes in. He had he had run the UWF and then he had been out of wrestling. He was a wrestler himself. He promoted like Louisiana, yeah, mid south for years and years. Yeah, like, like Alabama, like the deep deep south. And he had a thing. And and Bill Watts is a very controversial controversial figure. And he wound up getting fired over it too. But he had this idea when he was in 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 New Orleans. New Orleans was his big city when he was running the UWF and running Mid-South. And New Orleans is a city with a very large black population. And so he wanted to have a black champion that would be 
you know, here to the black crowd. And it was very similar to what they did with Bruno San Martino and Pedro Morales in WWF. Like, the reason Bruno was such a big draw is a lot of Italians in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh and New York would pay to see him. They would pack the garden. Uh, a lot of people from Puerto Rico would pay to see Pedro Morales. And so it was the same thing. And and it was the same thing with uh, JYD. And he was huge. He was Hulk Hogan. That's kind of like was, how we voted a president, right? They they catered to a crowd. And I'm sorry. Keep going. Like, do you want me to get political? Tony? <laughs> I, I, I try to get that off this show. But I can go. I can go. You want to go? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you want that. No, no. So Ron, so Ron Simmons. <laughs> the heat coming from this can maybe heat things up. Because they're not. Okay, no. <laughs> you almost opened Forbidden Door, Tony. I almost did. I almost did. So, uh, so it was a similar idea where he wanted to try to um, to to create a um, a black babyface star, like a high end star because to that point you didn't really have that in wcw you didn't really have that anywhere like uh Gen- junkyard dog was probably the biggest and he was usually a mid carter mm-hmm. and so vader is their champion and real quick just beaten- uh, at this time have we already crowned our first black tag team champions with uh rocky johnson uh, and oh yeah that was uh that was, was when 70s, was 78 or something is that is that technically the first time we've had uh black champions I want to say yes. There might have been like a uh, like a uh, at least for WWF or WCW. I can't think of any others. Uh, but yeah, I think it would have been Tony Atlas and Rocky Johnson, and that would have been. I think it was a little later than that. I think it was like the eighties. Was it? Maybe, when, maybe uh, it was like eighty one. I was thinking yeah, it was like seventy nine or seventy eight. Yeah, the Soul Patrol, and that was in WWF. Yeah. And yeah, so then you had, but even Doom, like Ron yeah, Simmons, they were tag team Doom, champions. Yeah, they were tag team champions too. But I, unless you count Bearcat right, and we went over that last year, yeah. Um, unless you count Bearcat right, you didn't really have a black world champion at that point. I don't think you had a black like United States. Cha- um, Farlow is in chat. Bobo Brazil, he would have been like the U.S. He was the U.S. champion. He was. Um, he might have been tag champion. Someone, I'm not sure. He, he could have been a tag champion. U.S. champion, like the a national touring U.S. champion. Yeah. He was. He was a champion of the the Detroit territory that might have been considered a world title by some people. And because it was the one the Sheik would have, and it would pass back and forth between the U.S. and Canada. It was like Detroit, Toronto, that area. Mm-hmm. But as far as like NWA, AWA, WWF, like those, what you consider the classic big, um, the classic big three companies. So just a quick, that, just a quick Google search, real quick. It says from eight, 1860 to 1870, Vero Smalls was a black mm-hmm. Sam from Vermont, and he was a slave to first black professional wrestler. I don't think they oh, ever wow. gave him champion. Mm. Then the 1950s, Ethel Johnson was the first uh, woman of color in pro wrestling. Oh, wow. And then Bobo Brazil. Wasn't there a sweet something brown? She was like a woman's champion, I think. I'm not sure. But maybe later on. Uh, this time, I'm just going by this timeline. And the 1962, Bobo Brazil, the first unofficial American, African-American world champion. And then uh, Bearcat Wright, 1963. Then uh, Rocky Soulman Johnson and Tony Atlas in 1983. And then Ron Simmons in 1992. Yeah. And then Jack yeah. Jacqueline is your first uh, woman African American champion in 1998. WWE, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I think I think they're going by like they, this could just be WWE, but yeah, yeah. The one in the 1800s that would have predated what most people consider modern world titles. Where the the one they usually consider it starting with is the one from the early 1900s, the old National Wrestling Association, yeah, or uh, yeah, title with like George Hackenschmidt and Frank Gotch. But there were other, there were like regional, like every state had their titles. Yeah. Before then, the the big thing that would keep track of like the best wrestler 
it was actually this um, nationwide like magazine was called the Police Gazette, and they would they would it was almost like Ring Magazine would would follow who the best boxers were. This is who would uh, this was who would in the pioneer days like follow who the best wrestlers were, and people would like gather around and gamble on the matches. And the reason wrestling matches started being worked even way back then was because the two wrestlers would have money on it, and they would say, "Okay, well, I'll I'll take the fall so we can both collect." <laughs> How corny is that? <laughs> They pull, they, they pull a Kevin, uh, a Kevin Nash, and he just falls over. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. But so yeah, that's that's how that's how worked wrestling began. Yeah. But so yeah, so for all intents and purposes, as far as a recognized major nationwide company, again, we're just at this point we're talking AWA, WCW, w, NWA, uh, WWF. Uh, Ron Simmons would have been the first, and and the way it comes about is Vader is had very recently beaten Sting for the world title. And Sting was going to get a rematch in Baltimore. It was a house show. They televised it later. And <laughs> Sting, Sting gets injured by a uh, incoming Jake Roberts. It was Jake Roberts' debut, mm-hmm. and he DDTs him and puts Sting out. So they do a lottery, basically, of all the people on the show. Like, somebody's going to get pulled out of the hat. But it was and a that person's going to get the rest of later. I wish. I love the lethal lottery. <laughs> I'm surprised AEW hasn't done a lethal. I know they, they should. They will. <laughs> Give them time. Oh, oh yeah. Now will. we watched. Totally we will. watched the match before we uh, before we started. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, the crowd fucking goes crazy. There's a guy in the crowd, a, 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 a black kid in the crowd, mm-hmm. who's probably sitting sixth row, and you mm-hmm. see him losing his shit throughout the match. Every time Ron's getting an advantage, this kid is jumping. He's David Lee Roth touching his toes. He is <laughs> enjoying what's happening. As soon as Vader bounces off that rope. And catches him in the in the in the come the power slam in, in the power slam. slam. This kid runs in the aisle and just takes over the front row. He's already there. He know like, he knows the end That's is coming, so cool. and he is losing Jumping up and down his shit. Um, now my question is because obviously I wasn't a, I wasn't a WCW fan or I didn't watch I or or that was it was it sold as we're going to make this our first black champion or was it just sold as if Ron Simmons being a professional wrestler and he's beating the bad Vader? Um, my, my reaction. And I, I, I did follow WCW then. I was like nine. It was like Ron Simmons won the title. It would be like now if I try to think of a guy who's in the mid card and he's, he's over, but was it he's a, not like, was it a Kofi moment? Would you say it was Kofi before Kofi um, mania? Kofi, you could see it coming a little more. This one was so like you, you turn on TV and like Ron Simmons is the champion. It would be like if you turned on Raw tomorrow and they like, just and said it was like house shows. Yeah, and like just all of a sudden out of nowhere, Big E won the title. Okay. Right? And it'd be like, oh, cool, Big E, that's awesome. I'm just They're trying like, to put in really? perspective for for maybe if myself. I'm not. I'm not trying to make myself out to be this giant wrestling encyclopedia. I'm not. I'm definitely not you guys. But uh, yeah. I want to put in perspective of the impact of how we can translate it to today's time. To they then. did try to. They did definitely try to pin this something like this is historic. Like this is the first black world champion. Cool, cool. I, that's still very progressive. Yes. Yeah. Not, that wasn't the forefront of what they were pushing. The crowd. The crowd lost their shit. Like it was. It was really. It makes Wrestling me. Wrestling crowds are so so much better. Oh my god! It, yeah. it it made me miss live crowds again because that experience of just seeing people yeah, in the crowd lo- absolutely lose, lose their minds. It was so great. And it just I don't know. It, and it kind of like. I, I don't I don't know what messaging boards or dirt sheets or behind the scenes was or how how people are just so overcritical of everything they watch mm-hmm. instead of just enjoying the performance. Like I hope when we get back to live wrestling again, it's just like people can just enjoy the product and just enjoy the storylines. Yeah, I mean, and there's and always people like that can, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Like like I'm thinking back. I think at my when I w- I was nine, like I said. So I think I was just still upset that Sting wasn't the champion because <laughs> Sting was like my my favorite wrestler in WCW. 
Uh, in the, if I was going to chat, this is exactly what I was thinking of. It was a lot like when Bret Hart won the title from Ric Flair. Cause okay. It was like a, it was a sudden jump. Like you didn't really see Bret Hart as that kind of guy, but once it happened, like okay, that makes sense. I could see Bret as a world champion. Or when Diesel, when Diesel beat Bob Backlund, because Diesel kind of went from being a guy who was Intercontinental Champion like once, and he was a bodyguard for the most part, and now he's the world champion. And so it was, it was surprising but cool, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, interesting. All right, I just wanted to—I just wanted to not just glaze over his championship win. I wanted to kind of put oh, in no, perspective no. It, of it was a of how especially back yeah. then. Especially back then, great, like, memorable moments in WCW were few and far between mm -hmm. in the early years. And, and this is one that you're still talking about. So that, yeah. that tells you something. Yeah. And and so one of the one of the problems Ron Simmons had as champion is he didn't have a whole lot of big challengers against him. Like, WCW was in a very transitional time. And they were really focusing a lot on the tag titles a lot. Uh, because your, your big tag team was Dr. Death and Terry Gordy. And Bill Watts was letting people go left and right. Luger was gone. Who were some of his title defenses? Do you remember? He he was feuding with Cactus Jack at the time, uh, Mick Foley. Oh, and now, when we say this, he's not the Mick Foley we know today. No, so, he's just Cactus Jack. So, so yeah. if if this is this a fair analysis, and I'm not throwing shade at a current champion, but like right now, Drew McIntyre is your Raw champion, mm -hmm. but he's not wrestling. Big name dudes. He's not beating big. He's beating yeah. like the Sheamuses. He's beat like he he beat yeah. a retiring goal like an old Goldberg. Like mm -hmm. he's not beating. He's not beating uh, Roman clean. He's not like they're not. He he's the champion, but they're not putting him over a guy like a Sting at this time. They're not putting him over their their big baby face guys. Well, he is a baby face, so they don't they don't like to do baby face matches. Yeah, I I, I think he uh, I think one of the things with with Ron Simmons is he always was kind of in. Sting's shadow a little bit, even though he was a champion. Like the first, the only really big pay per view he did as champion was Halloween Havoc '92, which is in Philadelphia, by the way. And um, the big main event, the big thing they teased for that entire show was Sting against Jake Roberts. Spin the wheel, make the deal. That was the one that went. That was the match that went on last. And and Ron Simmons wrestled the Barbarian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah where the barbarian was his challenge. That, like, that's oh. how I see Sheamus's title run right now, where Sheamus is like your world champion, and the, the crowd—I mean, the, the the piping crowd loves him. You mean, I mean I'm sorry, Drew McIntyre, but he's definitely being overshadowed by the other TV, the, the other champion of the other brand. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like, there's other people who are going over Drew McIntyre when it comes to matches, and he's fun as champion, and as someone who definitely deserves it, and it's awesome to see a guy of a different nation wearing the championship. But it's just like. He, they're they're also still not putting him up against a big name to really yeah like Brock is probably his biggest I would say accomplishment as a champion beating somebody yeah well, I mean if he walks Orton, out of a, if he walks out of elimination chamber that's a big win for me yeah you know what I mean because now he's beating five guys unless he comes in very last and just knocks out one but like well, no Sheamus is our very said Sheamus is coming out last yeah oh okay so yeah I I just I'm once again trying to put in perspective of. And then, I mean, it wasn't all his fault because at the time, at the, at this time in '92 in WCW, your biggest heel was Rick Rude, and they 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 were going to do the match. They're going to do Ron Simmons and Rick Rude at Starcade, but Rick Rude was injured, so it wound up being Ron Simmons and Doctor Death, and Ron Simmons wins by DQ. Hmm. And then the main event of that is the Battle Bowl. I think it was I think it was more to do with Bill Watts's booking was a little behind the time, like he was putting the world title match on in the middle of the show a lot. Yeah. Because that's, that's what you do on a house show sometimes. Like, WWF would always do that. Hogan's match or whoever. Backlund, Bruno, their match would be in the middle of the show. 
So you can do an angle after the match, and then they can do intermission and say, by the way, when you come back next month, they're going to wrestle again in a cage match. And then you would all go to the t- buy your tickets in advance for the next show. Yeah, and then um, you want to buy the guy's shirt because you just seen him wrestle. That's yeah, just the thing. Exactly. Gets me all the time. Every time I go to a show so, and I leave eighty dollars <laughs> less because I See, buy fourteen when, t-shirts. When we were watching that, when we were watching that that Camp Leapfrog show over the weekend, Alex or Maestro should have been at your at your in your in your uh, front front. I would have. What, what match house. are you on? I would have. Sh- I would have sh- bought fourteen t-shirts <laughs> if if Leapfrog was a show that I could have purchased merchandise. Uh, <laughs> I will say this: I will. I am buying two t-shirts right off the bat from Camp Leapfrog that last show. I'm Happy buying. I'm buying. <laughs> you already got one, Effie. I mean, I do want a still life shirt, but if if you haven't looked at Pro Wrestling Tees at Effie's shirts, he has some bangers. Mm-hmm. He has some really good shirts. Uh, I literally his his his, his name just left me. Um, the hot dog guy. Oh, hot dog stars. Because we I, I put a tweet out. I said, who on this who's because we were doing like live tweeting watching mm-hmm. the show. I said, someone give me a merch link. And I want to look at your stuff and possibly buy one. He's the only guy who sent me a link, oh. so I'm buying. I'm buying a shirt off him. Oh. Uh, actually, probably tonight. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick one up off him. Uh, he 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 wrestles in a hot dog costume, and he has uh, t-shirts that it's like the under the Undertaker, but like the un- hot like, dog. But it's an under. <laughs> Does a he hot have an dog. gimmick? I'm gonna assume he has like whatever his name is. Yeah. Or um. And then he has like the King of Glizzies. Um. He has that as a shirt. Yeah. The hot dog hat. He's he's really good. Um. But uh. Yeah. There's also a guy in uh, Camp Lee Frog whose name was just Pancakes. So Pancakes. there's a lot of food with his <laughs> And they got, you know, cheeseburger too, ain't he there? Yeah. Well, I, he's well, no I, longer cheeseburger. Oh, yeah. He's no, the he's... world famous DB. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he was doing some commentary on that. You should wrestle as a Farlow's sub. Something. Something. He's hitting with a special the... Italian. <laughs> Un- unfortunately. Uh, Rod Simmons, two days after that that match with Dr. Death at Starcade, he does lose the title back to Vader. And really it was um it was it was a unfortunately a lot like Kofi. It was right back down to the mid card for for him. Yeah. He he turned heel, he was wrestling for the US title, a TV title, and he was gone. He was gone by nineteen ninety-four and he winds up having a very short run in ECW. And he wrestled Shane Douglas. He he did some of their shows in Florida. He wrestled nine one one. Speaking of Camp Leapfrog guys, and uh, so yeah, that was really it. Was like wow, Ron Simmons. It was he was a champion like two years ago. And now he's like kind of doing nothing. So, according to the Bruce Pritchard uh, story, because I've been listening to a lot of those backstories, ECW at this time mm-hmm. was kind of like a feeder program, like a they, a silent partner. Always was. Um, they always had yeah. an eye on ECW. So did WCW. Like yeah. ECW, ECW knew they were renting their guys, basically. Yeah. Like if, they, if somebody got big there, they were going to go somewhere. So according to him, they would take a guy who was getting ready for TV in WWE, mm-hmm. send him to ECW. They were giving ECW a weekly secret check. Mm-hmm. Th- this happened more a little bit later. I don't think this was happening too much at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because the way that Jim, the way that Pr- Pritchard pitched the idea of Ron Simmons leaving WCW is they he 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 always called like he obviously he couldn't call and say we want you. Yeah. But he would say, "Hey, you know, just checking in on you. I know your contract coming up soon. If you ever need anything, call me." Yeah. And that well, that I, that day came, and he called him, and they set up this interview in a hotel, and they thought they were being coy because they didn't think anybody would be there. And the owner of WCW, Sting, and a few of their big name guys were there as well. 
and then they had the meeting with Ron, and and Ron signed mm-hmm. is what the is what the story that Bruce I mean, told. Maybe maybe WCW is looking to bring him back because they were in the middle of like the Monday Night War and things like that. But really, it was actually a little bit later in the Monday Night War. Like WCW is like on top at this point. Yeah. But Ron Simmons was done with WCW in September of '94. He was only in ECW for a few months, like from like '94 to like early '95, and then he didn't start in WWE or WWF until like. Toward, after SummerSlam in '96, yeah, uh, uh, like he, he for the most part after he left WCW, he was out of wrestling for most of two years. Yeah, mm-hmm. from what from what they were kind of pitching, without saying it for me anyway, on the Bruce Prichard podcast, is they would send that guy to WC, uh, ECW and get the smart fans or the the Mark fans mm-hmm. because ECW had a a cult following. Mm-hmm. If you were if you were there and you went over in ECW and then showed up at WWE. Even though they hated the WWE brand, like they would project that they hated WWE, yeah. they would always still carry over and watch that guy and support him. Mm-hmm. So that well, the was guy, the guy they really did that, and they did a good job yeah. with was Al Snow. Yeah. Al yeah. Snow was the guy that they really did that with. Mm-hmm. So because the head thing and all that, that was he was the WWE guy at that point, and they just put him down there. To and get he was also doing what? What was the, the 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 other feeder program they had going on where he was there training people, and he was doing the gimmick at house shows at those. The head gimmick, Al Snow. Al Snow wasn't training until later on Ohio Valley. Yeah, that's much later. They that's were like saying they were saying something that Al Snow and and Tom Pritchard were training people. Yeah, that's way after that. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, I I wouldn't take too much stock in the stuff Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, so sometimes he's... Bruce embellishes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Conrad keeps him in check. Yeah, but I, I it just I'm trying to better my knowledge in mm-hmm. old school stuff, so I've been consuming so much of that stuff, and it just uh, and then when I'm bringing it up, it all blends together. Yeah, when I was training guys, that's probably like 2004 mm-hmm. or somewhere around there. Okay, after yeah, he was done wrestling. Because around the time that they're doing, like around the time Ron Simmons comes into WWF around '96, like that was maybe a little after. Around the time Al Snow was doing the new Rockers with Marty Jannetty. Oh God. He, yeah, he was Leaf Cassidy. Yeah. And then he went down to W. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hard. And he was a- he was Avatar for a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, and Shinobi real quick. Yeah, Shinobi the Ninja. But yeah, so so Ron Simmons is coming in in 1996. He had, as, except for a few months there with with ECW, he had been largely gone. Like he was just a guy you didn't hear about. Like obviously he's staying in good shape because he came into WC- WWF looking pretty good. But one of the hottest guys in WWF at this point is Ahmed Johnson. And Ahmed Johnson... Yuck. Was awful. You, he, he was awful. Yeah, he, he was. You say that, but he was over. Like, yeah. he, had a, he, he had a little bit of a Goldberg mystique to him. Yeah. That's why I, I, I never bought it. Never bought it. I seen him, I'm like, oh, he's... he's and I'm not saying this to be like putting his, his skin color, but he's black, he's black Goldberg. Well, he was before Goldberg, yeah. though. So but I'm saying, like, that. he he's just this well, black. This guy's he's just house. he's just this scary looking dude. Yeah, like, and he's he jacked. He was black Nikita Koloff. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, he, yeah, his wrestling he, skills weren't very. good. He was good. not good in the ring, no, and his promos were not. Good. Even young, eleven year old Tony was like, "This guy something in him. sucks in the ring." They he said, had a, he had a presence, but yeah, like uh, to to take a line from Bruce Pritchard, sometimes the goddamn bell's got to ring. But at this point, he's the Intercontinental Champion. And he he had just beaten Goldust, the King of the Ring, and he was just like he was a big dude. He he could do some things that look cool. Like I think he was one of the first guys that did the Brock Lesnar thing, where he would jump up on the on right. the apron. Yeah, yeah the, the, the vertical the, the vertical leap squat yeah. jump. And it's pro yeah. river plunge. The Tiger Driver was yeah. was pretty good. His promo. But yeah, awful. didn't he have a storyline where he he was knocked off the apron and then he hit his hand on the commentator's table and there was an open screw and it cut his hand? I remember that like a like a brief thing. I could. I mean, I, maybe I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't remember, but maybe. 
I don't know. I, a, I tried to I block think he a did lot a of Spinebuster too. In I had his action back. figure. Yeah, I had the action figure. It was pretty cool. I, yeah. I think the first with the bone crunching action. Click. I think the first angle I remember them doing with him was with Goldust, and it was one of those things where, like, obviously wrestling up until very, very recently, that's one of the coolest things about Kent, like that Camp Lovefrog show. Anything with remotely gay overtones had to be so bad yeah. back then, <coughs> Inclu- including what they did with Goldust, where Ahmed Johnson freaked out because Gold uh, Ahmed Johnson got knocked out in the match. I think with Vader, it was like a King of the Ring qualifying match. And he got knocked out. I think it might have been like a double count out or something. And he's on a stretcher and Goldust goes in the back and gives him mouth to mouth. Yeah. And I, I probably will say this again later when we get to Camp Lee Frog. But the thing that I really like about Camp Lee Frog, and I know other promotions are probably doing it, mm-hmm. but someone who's openly gay doesn't have to be a joke character. Or, they can, or a, a heel because they're gay. Or, or well, they could just be them. Like yeah. They could be who yeah. they are, but also be gay. Like, yeah, even if they are a heel. Like Killian's a heel there and... Him being gay is not a part of his character. Like not at all. Passing, but, but but even he, if he's, a, he's not healed because he's gay, he's healed because he's an asshole. In there. Yeah, like yeah. That, it's a big difference. I just love the fact that they just like I like when a promotion can take intergender matches and just make them feel like a match. Yeah. Or you see a guy who maybe are, are I mean you can see someone who's trans or gay or anything mm-hmm. and it, it they are proud of it and they're 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 putting it out there and they're proud of what they are and who they yeah. are what's where they should be, but it, it's not. Where in previous wrestling, like a gold dust was a it was a straight guy playing a gay guy, but it was more of us like a joke. You know what I mean? Well, it wasn't right. so much a joke; it was more like that's bad. Mind game. Yeah. yeah, we don't like that. Exactly. Yeah. Like it was definitely a reflection of like where the world was, or at least where America was at that time. Mm-hmm. So obviously, where we're at now in 2021, we've seen much more progression with that. So like we have to take that with a grain of salt. Like it's not like WWE. Was just trying. That was just their idea. Yeah, I mean, listen, I was, sitcoms and everything were doing. I was a Goldust fan. I still am a Goldust fan, mm-hmm. and I. But I don't know if his portrayal was to do what he was doing, but it 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 put a light on where I was like, okay, he's different from people, and I accept the fact he's different. I didn't know yeah. what he was behind yeah. that. Like, I just like I liked it. You know what I mean? But th- this was early on in that, and and with Ahmed Johnson and Razor Moan, like this in the very beginning of it, it was always he's going to hit on a guy, and that makes him a bad guy. And that makes the other guy good for wanting to beat him up. Yes. So I think, was, yes. And so the reason we're even bringing up Ahmed Johnson is because after he beats Goldust for the Intercontinental title of King of the Ring, he's attacked on Raw by uh, Ron Simmons, uh, who mm-hmm. is with Sonny now. And he is in a, a gladiator outfit with this weird-looking blue helmet. He looks like a giant blue condom. <laughs> And he's Farouk Assad, a gladiator. Yes, and a gladiator uh, goofy man. looking costume. And, and the the whole premise of this is that Sonny and him were going to have on screen kisses, and she decided she was against it, not because of who he was or his race, because she was not attracted to him. That's, oh. that's what she said in her book. Well, which I, I I can kind of believe that. Yeah. <laughs> But she was. If he looked like Denzel Washington, maybe she would. But she was supposedly hanging out with Sabu in broom closets. So, well, I don't. But they, I don't think they were doing sex. They might have been doing something else. Yeah, I mean, if Ron had quaaludes, or you yeah. know, maybe she yeah. would have hung out with him more. I don't know, but uh, Ron Simmons came in with an outfit that would have fit 1989 WWF. and yeah. pr- not Pritch- 1996. Pritchard's. It's not a rib gimmick. Yeah. Said that the reason they put the bandana on him and they made him wear all that stuff is because they were trying to hide his receding hairline and make him look young. Yeah. To which Conrad said, Hulk Hogan. Yes. <laughs> and he yeah. was 100% yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. 
But they also said that, and I, I never knew this, that the, when they would edit Hogan, Hogan's matches, yeah, they, they would edit them. It, it took them longer to edit Hogan's matches because they would never hair, but they, like he was they would never show so bald, yeah. they would never show him at an angle where his bald spot was showing. Yeah, and then when they would do photo shoots, it would cost them so much money to add hair to him in in magazines, which I, which I believe. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like that movie Splash on Disney Plus. It's one of the few things they edited. Where I guess there's a thing where you could see like uh, Daryl Hannah uh, uh, rear nudity, I Ooh, guess it was. Oh and they and they edited her. They edited her. They gave her like CGI hair, so her backside <laughs> is covered up. She's the one. Yeah. If you if you Nobody, are looking for nobody's ever seen an ass before. Yeah. If you are yeah. looking for a good documentary, Carlos uh, is saying check out the Birth of Farouk and on the APA documentary. If you haven't seen it, must see. It's probably on the network. Go check that out. Hmm. It is. I actually watched it. I think yesterday. It's it is a really good doc. It's a like short one, but it is still really good. Yeah. But very very soon, very very soon after this uh, debut, and 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 and, what, and the big thing to mention here too is when he comes in, he injures Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed Johnson uh, had like a kidney injury. He was in the hospital. Ahmed Johnson was always either getting injured or injuring somebody, mm-hmm. and uh, so this time it was his turn to get injured. And while Ahmed Johnson's on the shelf. Uh, Farouk starts the Nation of Domination, uh, which is very much a play on the Black Panther Party. It was very much a play on the Nation of Islam. I absolutely love this stable. Nation. I loved it. This, this, for me, this is where Ahmed shined. For me, like I mean, mean I love APA. Farouk? Uh, Farouk, I'm sorry. This is where Farouk shined. Ahmed did join later. And uh, I I was a huge fan of this stable. This mm-hmm. this stable has, has not only just great memories, but birth just really good talent. Like uh, There was a lot of yeah. good talent in this stable. Well, this is like Some version 1.0 <laughs> of the Nation of Domination, yeah. where like they weren't they, they tried to make it clear because I think they were they didn't want to go too hard into it with it being like a a quote unquote black militant stable. Yeah, uh, where they had this is when they had PG thirteen wrapping them to the ring, uh, two white guys. Yeah, uh, in fact, one of them we talked about is Dadlet uh, on the last episode. Bill Dundee, yeah. is, uh, Jamie Dundee was in there. JC Ice uh, and Wolfie D. JC Ice, yeah. You had uh, at this point you had. You had Crush. You had Savio Vega. Yeah, you yeah. Had... <laughs> Crush. But he's prison, yeah. prison Crush. He was fresh, prison out, crush. fresh out of prison. Now he hated the world. Yeah, and, and then, he had a tattoo on his forehead. Vega. You know who was my favorite member of the Nation Domination? D'Lo, Clarence no. Mason, Clarence Mason, Owen Hart, Owen Hart. Well, that was because it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that was much later. <laughs> that was like let's put the white guy in there. And then when obviously when the Rock was making his yeah. his change where he's giving everyone Rolexes and then yeah. he gives Farouk a a, a a photo of himself. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, was, it was just such a good stable. I love the Nation Domination. I remember I, I, collecting the toys then and playing with them. Mm-hmm. I remember I was like, I need to have every every <laughs> member. And then it was like I got to like who was it on the stable that I wasn't a huge fan of Godfather. When he was no, I like I liked Kama. I liked Kama. Who was it? Mark uh, Henry. I think it was yeah. Henry. I think it was Mark Henry. I was like, I don't need him. <laughs> I was like, I don't need him. <laughs> yeah. But then oh. Mark Mark won me over later. But like I, I wanted everyone's Nation toy. Like I just yeah. <laughs> Oh, so, uh, he one, said Owen Hart. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. One of one of the memorable one of the memorable matches at this time was at WrestleMania 13. You had the Chicago Street Fight, where it was a Nation of Domination. I think at that point it was Crush, Savio, and Farouk uh, lost to LOD and Ahmed Johnson in the Chicago Street Fight. Yeah, and Ahmed yeah. come out wearing the uh, LOD the shoulder pads. He looked awesome. I yeah. thought, wow, it looks awesome. He, he had, had a two by four. He had a too. great look. Yeah, it just sucked. Not amazing in the ring. <laughs> And if you want to see his promo, you go and you type Ahmed Johnson Warzone promo. Oh, that get, in the video game Warzone, they play a little promo. So it's like, oh, so, 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 so. And I'm like, 
What? <laughs> I you can't see. I don't know if they're still on YouTube. The fun with Ahmed videos where they put the fake <laughs> subtitles on there. It's like Bozo Soup and Star. Yeah. To be fair, just to throw shade at WCW, the Nitro. What was it? The old Nitro games or whatever. The, oh, the promos. Sometimes the promos. they're pretty cool in the beginning. They the were... Nationals are fun. Don't yeah. pick me. Yeah. You do not have yeah. the. You do not have the dexterity to, to be. <laughs> Nitro and Thunder. I wish I had them. I, I wish more vi- have them. I wish more video games brought had that the back promo. where it had a little promo. That'd be awesome. Your Speaking of video games, uh, WrestleMania came out. They they announced that or when it comes out, they're going to make a stand up arcade. Yes, eight hundred dollars. Yeah, eight hundred dollars for the yeah. arcade. Uh, we have someone joining the show. Uh, Kilowatt hanging out with us here. Oh, here he is. Hey. Four. Um, we are at Farouk in the Nation of Domination. That's where we're at now, and we're kind of making a quick little segue here. Um, yeah, the, the reg- and then the, I don't know them all, but the achievement list for Retromania oh, cool. has leaked as well. Yeah, and, two, and the first two D- uh, DLC. DC. Did I say that right? DLC. DLC. Characters. Yeah. One is a world champion that's never been in a video game before, and one is a guy from the 80s, I think. Yeah. So there is more characters coming. I think this the way this game's going to be is if you order it, there a lot of people are criticizing saying the roster's weak and it's small, but their their vision is to not make Keep WrestleMania attitude. 2. Yeah. It's going to be a game they add on to for the next mm-hmm. 10 years, which is really exciting. I have so, a lot of hope for that game. You know and, what that means? I can't wait for that Camp Leapfrog DLC. Oh my go. goodness. Yeah, Camp yeah, Leapfrog yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's make it happen. Um, yeah. That's exciting. Uh, <laughs> we, we'll, listen, I mean, we'll, we'll make some phone calls. We'll text the guy. We'll say some stuff. We'll we'll, 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 we'll give him the old Dave Dahl, uh, Daredevil Dave Dahl campaign. Yeah, we'll Dave Dahl him. We'll fucking, <laughs> we'll just, we'll just relentlessly harass him until he puts him in the game. Um, <laughs> we love you, Dave. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, um, what was I saying here? Oh yeah, so Nation that game Domination. that game does come out in a couple couple weeks now, right? February, oh. or is it next month? Uh, I think the end of the month. The end of the I think it's like the twenty sixth. Yeah, so uh, that and, would be next week. And the guy who made the game, once again, if you're all about supporting PA, the guy who made the game is from Pennsylvania. He lives up by State College, so Pennsylvania. So we're getting a cool. He's been on the show going by his accent. I think he was a little closer to Philly at one point. Yeah, he he was on the show one time. We had a great conversation, but that was the time we didn't have great technology or equipment <laughs> and we heard the conversation amazing you guys didn't hear shit <laughs> so we had a we had an opportunity to interview this guy before anyone had really access to retromania yeah we, we brought him back though we brought him back when I, that was i think that happened before i was on the show and yeah we back. yeah we yeah, had him on a few I, times I person for the first phone call when no one was able to hear it yeah except for us. yeah it was a great phone call it was an awesome phone call just take our word for it <laughs> <laughs> but uh all right let's get to the nation domination so actually, we're getting to the end of the Nation of Domination here because, uh, as, as we mentioned earlier, uh, they did kind of split her off into a different group because uh, Savio Vega goes and forms Los Periquas. Crush goes and forms the Disciples of Apocalypse. You have your gang wars. I also liked Savio Vega. I was a, I was a Savio fan. I, I never liked Savio. I liked him. I, I had to watch that guy wrestle yeah. four times in one night. <laughs> I, I talk about this every time we talk about Savio yeah. Vega. I never liked I thought the Barricos was stupid. Not because they were from Spanish. They, just, they were stupid. Yeah, I was. I just, I don't know. I like Savio Vega's style. I don't know. I was into him. I don't know. He was, he was okay. He's like someone's dad got in there with his high pants. and. His, his, <laughs> I don't know. I dug it. I dug I it. Like Little 13-year-old Tony was into Savio Vega. But eventually, uh, Farouk does get pushed out of the uh, the Nation of Domination, and he's kind of aimless for a little bit, and he winds up getting abducted. He does drop his the... last name there, too. Farouk Assad, right? Yeah, yeah he drops yeah. It's just Farouk then yeah. after a certain mm-hmm. point. And he gets abducted by uh, the Undertaker's, uh, <laughs> Undertaker's minions. minions, 
and he, the he, so is Bradshaw, and they come back as the acolytes. They have uh, symbols on their chest, and they're just this big bruising tag team. I was into it. I loved it. Which <laughs> I was very into the APA later. I thought that was a very fun gimmick. Nope, when, love the acolytes too. But I always just like that Bradshaw would call it with his accent would call them the Agulites. <laughs> <laughs> the Agulites. I would love to know. At like, because we're doing Truth Behind Illusion, I would love to find out what those logos the meant. Symbols, yeah. The symbols. Who, who found them and just wrote them the on? The funniest thing, the, like, like is Led Zeppelin when... symbols. I know what Brian's gonna say right now. Yeah, oh, Stevie oh, Richards. Oh, Andy totally doesn't. <laughs> yep, Stevie Richards when he came in because he did that thing where we would dress up like other people, and he comes out as the acolytes, and he has like tic tac toe stuff on his pants, <laughs> and he has UPN, the old UPN logo on his chest. Smackdown was, was on UPN at the time. I was like, that is so great because it's the triangle and the square and the circle. And you UPN. can get your own tornado tag NWO logo and just throw on a blue T-shirt, and now you have your BWO version of TTP. That's available right now on T Public. Go check that out. And if you want, you can probably get a UPN shirt on yeah. T Public too. <laughs> you know, they have a lot on T Public. <laughs> UPN versus it. WB. If I'm getting UPN, so I don't was it UPN or WB that had homeboys from outer space? <laughs> I think that was uh maybe it was UPN. I was a big uh, fan of the Married Children knock up uh, knock off unhappily ever, ever after. after. Yeah. That was fantastic. We when we first uploaded our stuff to T Public, we uploaded it all, and I was like, I'm so excited, this is exo- awesome. And then I got a letter saying that all your logos have been taken down for copyright infringement. I'm like, what? Have you been on your own site? Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I bought this Beavis and Butthead knockoff shirt yeah. on T Public. You can buy Beavis any. And Butthead are dressed up like the Legion of yeah. You can any buy superhero. NFL. You could buy NFL <laughs> yeah. and superhero gear on that. Any fucking, cartoon character. And nobody says. And our stuff got taken down. Yeah. I sent an email. I'm like, this is bullshit. And she's like, I don't know what happened. You're back up. And I was like, all right, cool. We like yeah. you again. Yeah. <laughs> so the APA, uh, they were, I think they're better known at that point for the run as the APA. Mm-hmm. And then, um, especially when they had the backstage gambling segments yeah. and they were just and with the door with, that, yeah. that come through the door. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they were fucking killing people. Like yeah. when they would wrestle, yeah. they would beat the shit out of people. But it's like, doesn't Bubba Ray say something about to uh, that fruit asked him when I and said, kid, you know how to work a two by four, don't you? He's like, yes, sir. And he's like, well, I got in there. I hit him as hard as I could with the two by four. And then I ran. Yeah. Dude, that, at that time in wrestling, the tag team division was so much fucking fun. You had the it APA. You had the you had um the Dudleys, the Hardy Boys, the the um, Edge, and Edge and Christian. You had um I, I, I mean the biker gang wasn't good, but they were a, they were a fun stable. You had them the uh the DOA. Yeah, the Hollies. Yeah. Yeah. The Hall. Yeah, the Hollies. Road Dog um, and Billy Gunn. Then Road Dog Billy Gunn. Like DX. Like, head cheese. No. Head cheese. Yeah. Head cheese. So many fun like the headbangers. The headbangers yeah, were there yeah. at that time. Like there was so much fun tag teams and like it was I don't know. That's when they cared a little more about tag wrestling. Then it they was part where they awesome. didn't care at all. Like, which is still going today. That is one of the things I really do appreciate about the wrestling scene in this area right now is the tag uh, just in, independently. The tag team scene is very robust. It's one of my favorite things of PPW. Mm-hmm. Uh Leap Frog does a great job with it. Just in general, this area has uh the team blue and gold, you have one of the better tag team right. wrestlers in the area sitting across the table for yeah, the There he is. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, looking at him. Uh, it's, Ricky it's, Morton of the North. <laughs> yeah. I, I like I said, I'm into you put a guy in face paint or a mask or just put a, a weird gimmick around it. I'm sold. The, the main event, man, I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with those guys. But real quick, have you seen photos of Jay Lyon lately? He's fucking He's, huge. No, I don't believe I have. He put I was uh, trying to think, have I? He has been putting work in, oh, in the gym. He jacked. Well, there's some people that are working out, and there's some people that are sitting down. Well, Jay Lyon so, I mean, is using his time wisely good, because good. that dude is getting him. big. 
Like in good way. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's like he's slimmed not, down, he's, but he's getting he's getting he's getting, he's getting more, the definition of his arms. Like it's it's very impressive. Yeah, cool. Yeah, good main event main event means business this time around. When when wrestling comes back, I mean you can see them at Camp Leafrock as well. Uh, but yeah. they uh, they they, yeah. they mean business. Yeah. PPW World Champ, uh, Tag Team Champions right now, but they uh, what, what are they? I, I I totally forgot. What I forgot? What are they? What, what tag champions? They're the champions they are, currently. Okay. Right I, now, I, PPW. I was not aware. Yeah. Um, and they're House of Glory guys, which mm-hmm. I've never had someone ha- come out of House of Glory that I wasn't a fan of so far. So they come from a good there camp, go. from Amazing Red. Mm-hmm. Amazing and Red, then, no train. Yeah. Around like 2002, 2003 was when they, they dropped the Farouk name and just called him Ron Simmons mm-hmm. uh, because there was a, an Al-Qaeda camp, Al-Farouk, so they just didn't want to use that name. <laughs> And here's and the crazy I, thing with the sorry to interrupt again, but WWE will drop a name like this, like mm-hmm. Riddle to just a mat, or uh, Mustafa Ali to Ali, or Farouk because because they found out there's a terrorist organization that nobody would have known about nope. unless you would have changed the name. But they don't even watch another competitor's stuff so they can say, oh, he was really good there. Is this name? They'll just try, just try to keep it. You know what I mean? Like it, they it find the stupidest no shit. <laughs> like oh. L A Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hey. Oh, no. Yeah. Great. Great example. Oh, no. Yeah. Great example. Yeah. Someone I, sat down and said, "That's good." I see. I, I watched good. him on NXT and I was like, this guy's fucking charisma to the roof. Yeah, it like, is. I'm like, why is he so good? Where did I see him? And then I was like, I watched him at PPW wrestle fucking um, uh, Johnny John, John, John oh, Impact. Impact. Yeah, because he was from Impact that time. They and went that to match NBA. was awesome. And he, from the moment he came out and signed autographs to the moment he got on the mic to the every yeah. time he was showcased, Eli he, he stole the fucking show. Like, why couldn't he be Eli Knight? Yeah, not L.A. Yeah. Like, what was he? L.A. Park? And it's like, what, I don't think it's gonna stick. Story. I think, I think the backlash of the internet will they'll, they'll change it before he debuts. I, I, I don't, I don't see him being there real long. To be honest, really? <laughs> yeah. You think he gets called up, or you think he goes somewhere? Well, else? if he gets called up, it's over. Yeah, probably. So, char- <laughs> so charismatic. Yeah, yeah. And they'll make him a stupid manager, and then he won't be on TV. Yeah. It'll be like Alistair Black. Well, I don't pay you to sit at home. Dumb. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead, Ryan. I'm sorry. Another side tangent. Oh. This, that, that, the, t- the TTP ADD, ADHD hour here. <laughs> so uh, so this is toward the end of Ron Simmons' career. They did break up the APA for a bit when they did the first roster split. Bradshaw went to Raw. Ron Simmons was on SmackDown. He teamed with Devon for a little bit when they brought back the tag team titles. They were in the tournament together. But then they were like, hey, we made a mistake splitting up all these tag teams. And they put Devon back on Raw. They put Bradshaw on SmackDown. They reunited the Dudleys. They reunited the APA. But uh, Ron was getting ready to retire, and Bradshaw was getting ready to be a main eventer. So around 2003, 2004, they did the angle where uh, JBL becomes JBL, and Ron Simmons kind of goes off to the wayside. And that's when you get the Ron Simmons you have now, where very, very sporadic wrestling appearances, but mainly he is uh, just coming in to say damn. And he's had a a cottage industry and probably sold a lot of damn t-shirts just with that one word. Yeah, and I, and I think a lot if you if you a lot of newer fans who watch wrestling are like, oh, the guy's that he's funny. He says damn, but yeah, like the damn guy at one point in time, you know, way back yeah, when he's he's the he's not only a badass in in professional in college sports, uh, badass as a wrestler, but he's he's one of it. Depending on what timeline you look at, he's he's your first uh, African American champion. Yeah, yeah. If you look at like those firmly entrenched organizations, he is the first. Like, yeah, you can argue Bobo Brazil, Bearcat, right? Uh, all, all great people who had, all, all great like talents who had a, a, a big place. We'll probably say your first televised, yeah, ma- yeah, major world champion. Yeah, yes. I mean, if you ask most people who's the first black world champion in wrestling, they're, they're going to say Ron Simmons. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything, anything else you want to tie this up with? 
Uh, that's, I mean, that's pretty much everything. I, did he go, is he in the Hall of Fame? He's, he's gotta be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. I believe so. Yeah, I think he's, uh, he's in the most wall, college sports Hall of Fame and, yeah. and, and the, uh, WWE Hall of Fame. So, Al, yeah, you, I, you had a, sorry, you have something else there? Uh, Brian, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just gonna mention, yeah, 2012, uh, he was in, he was for the WWE Hall of Fame. Okay, so One of the other very there. cool things is, it was a goofy angle when they did a thing where Teddy Long was getting married to, I think, Crystal Marshall. They did a few Teddy Long wedding angles, yeah. uh, but, they, but Ron Simmons was his best man, and I and that was the one time they did bring in Butch Reed. Oh wow! Uh, and, and Doom was like on screen again. <laughs> That's awesome. Time. Yeah. So, um, you had an opportunity, Alex, to to hang out with with Ron. Uh, let lead us yeah. lead us up to that moment day you find out it's happening, and then we'll uh, we'll play the clip here. First time yeah, we're ever putting uh, a clip on the t- on the podcast. This is exciting. Oh that's awesome. Uh, yeah, me and uh, Penguin, we had the opportunity to uh, split the cost of bringing in uh, Ron Simmons to PPW. And um, I got to sit with him for the meet and greet, and uh, that that was fun. I mean, he, he's a really just a distinguished guy, but an all-around, like, great guy. Um, one of the first guys at PPW that came in there that I personally got to witness st- sit all night behind the curtain and watch every match. Uh, so he, he watched every match, and if you, you asked him, he would critique you and give you some advice. Um, definitely, he had some loyal fans that have like met, did the meet and greet with him at other places and conventions, uh, to which there were two different fans that brought him gifts. And that like every time they see him, they bring him some sort of a gift. Uh, I'm not going to say what the gift was because it was somewhat inappropriate. No. But, uh, <laughs> oh, my. Oh, now you have so, us yeah, intrigued. They were pictures of some sort. Oh, uh, female fans. <laughs> yes. Nice. Um, nice. Damn. But we, we had asked him, because uh, usually our deal was to get an interview with these guys that we brought in. And we asked him uh, if he would mind doing the podcast. And he's like, Man, I don't want to do no podcast. We got am I okay doing that voice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. That's his voice. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to do I don't do no podcast, man, because people try to mess up your words. And I'm like, listen, I want to talk about one thing, one thing only, and that's how you felt when you won that championship. Uh, you know, and, and what that was like. He's like, All right, man, well, I'll, I'll give you like five minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, All right, cool. And then we're sitting down there, I'm like, Hey man, can you give can you, can, can they get like a damn? Like a damn moment? He's like, Listen, if I give everybody like somebody a damn everybody's gonna want a damn i can't do it and uh i'm like all right i i, I get you i i respect that but then again he did the damn at the end of it anyway like he's a joke he's trolling you he was, yeah yeah he's messing with me um to which i asked him i'm like listen i don't know what the term is that you prefer to use african-american or black what, like how do i refer to that and he's like well african-american okay so in the interview, you'll see I say African American. He's like black. So yeah, a lot of fun. Great guy, and uh, I would I would love to get to sit down with him again. Yeah. Now, when you you said like no behind the curtain, your PPW help out there a lot, do a lot of cool sure. things with PPW. Um, you were able you were able to sit with a lot of guys. Now, when you say sitting, like they do autograph signings. So, what if you're at PPW? Yeah. You've ever been to an independent show or just PPW in general? You you go through the curtain as if you are a wrestler, which I think mm-hmm. is cool. I think it's a cool thing that they do to let people kind of come through the curtain a little bit. And then you walk down and you walk like you do a full circle around the ring, and they have tables set up with all of the guests who are there that night, and you can do autograph signings. You have been fortunate enough to sit with a few different people and and watch oh, yeah. them interact with fans. Um, mm-hmm. 
so how, where does Ron sit on a list of people you've you've seen interact with fans? I've only I've never really got to experience that. Um, I may have uh, just to kind of because I don't I'm not really interested in meeting the guy. I don't know I'm I'm weird about that. Like I don't want to bother them. But I kind of yeah. used to sneak over to you to have a conversation with you. Just but I'm more interested to see how they interact with other people. Is, is if uh, yeah. like a, like a voyeur, I guess you can say, but not in a, right. not in a pervert we, we way. We did kind of inadvertently get to spend like a half hour with Devon that one time, but it was because Enzo was holding up the line. Oh yeah, Devon got really mad at me. Um, that's when I told him this. He needs to figure out the fucking tag team division. Um, that wasn't a lie. Yeah, he didn't. You know, like I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't mind shooting on uh, things. Uh, Devon was there, uh, I believe, gratis. Uh, out of respect for uh, what was going on with Big Cass. Yes, yes. So, no, Devon was not a bad dude. I just yeah. kind of insulted him by making fun of the main the main roster's tag team lack of a lack of the and and Braun, <laughs> and at this time Braun Strowman has just won the championship with a eight year old mm-hmm. and has destroyed their entire tag team division. And I'm asking him when his sons are coming up, and he told me his sons are training in Japan and they're, they'll probably be coming in I NXT think they're on soon. AEW recently, yeah, and and uh, probably a better move because I told him I said, "Great, I'm excited to see your boys kind of come through and be that next generation." It, it would really suck for them to work their asses off to get to the main roster to get squashed by Braun Strowman in 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And this is the time they had they have the F, they have they have the revival and they're not doing shit with them. Mm-hmm. Like so I was kind of offended like not towards him in general. I didn't know he was a head writer for yeah. that, you know what I mean? Like but he <laughs> he obviously took offense, but you know, but it we all we all know but behind even if scenes. But he does come up with good ideas. It all goes through down. Vince. Yeah. Exactly. So it's not it wasn't a t- it wasn't him being a it's dick a- to me, but who can say they pissed off Devon? I, mean, yeah. I mean, who, who said they're stupid enough to even attempt to piss off Devon? You know what I mean? Like I, I'd rather piss off Devon than Bubba Ray. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, absolutely. If, if I had to. Yeah, but that Devon's the one scary. getting the tables to put me through it. So, um, yeah. but yeah. So Ron Simmons, like the experience of sitting down with him and. Um, I if you you ask me where he ranks, um, I want to say he is, as far as like a personal connection with me. He's number one. Uh, as far as fan interaction, he's number two only to Boogeyman. Really? Yeah. My number one is Enzo. No, I didn't get to. I didn't really even get to meet him. He was in the same building. I didn't really get to talk to him. For how many people uh, shot on him and said he's a piece of shit and they hate him and they hate the fact when he showed up at PPW, he was the now he was also there with Ace Austin, mm-hmm. Frank Mir, Rhino. Yeah. Austin, Austin Aries. Aries. Yeah. Austin. I'm sorry, Austin Aries. Aries. I apologize. And Devon Dudley. And that line was stuck at his table. And he had interaction with every... And some people were even like, hey, man, I'm going to move it along. I'm holding up. And he goes... Bro, you paid for me. You're here to see me. Mm-hmm. I'm the boss here tonight. You're here to see. You're here to see. He sat there with every single fan and had a great interaction. Dude, he he really won me over that night. I thought he was fantastic. Well, that's but great. yeah, that's how but, everyone should be. The only uh, and the other, second for me, Frank Mir that night was really good. Was super cool with the fans. Uh, terrifying, Frank Mir. <laughs> like, I mean, really, really, really nice guy. But like, I shook his hand. And I was like, you know how many. People and he's he, tall. He's very he, tall. This oh, hand yeah. I'm shaking has. I've watched <laughs> him break bones with this hand. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I watched him snap Norgera's arm with yeah. that hand I shook. Like that's fucking. That he's a <laughs> scary dude. Like, uh, and then this, the 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 next guy who was just super personable, uh, the Blue Meanie. No, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, that that's Very my nice. three. Yeah, but uh, let's let's real quick let's let's play this clip. 
I can't believe we're doing this. This is so cool. A uh, huge thank you to to once again to you and Paul for the Wicked Turtle Network. Uh, we're gonna play a Wicked Turtle clip real quick. We're gonna watch. Uh, now we know the backstory. Now we're gonna see your reaction to uh, all this. So here we go, real quick. We're sitting here with Hall of Famer Ron Simmons. Thanks for being here, Ron. Oh, man, listen, it's an honor for me to be here. You know, I mean, listen, you know, I, I have to start by saying this, and I've had the good fortune of traveling now that I've retired from the ring, right? Right. So this is especially good for me because I get this opportunity to come back and say thank you to all the people for Absolutely. over the years. And we want to say thank you to you as well. Yeah. Uh, we very much appreciate it, and it, it is such an honor to get to see the guys who have made it big. Get to come around to these, you know, small towns and, and, and meet the real people, you know? Yeah, well, without the real people, bro, you know, there is no professional wrestling. Exactly. There's no Ron Simmons, you know, or any of the Hall of Famers, you know? So, hey, this right. is good for me. Uh, you know, I, I've always wondered about um, probably the biggest moment in your career um, when you won the heavyweight championship mm -hmm. now uh <clears throat> that is deemed the you, you won it as the first african-american win the black <laughs> um so with with that i mean i i, I watched the match time and time again and your reaction to winning it you know, flailing around on the mat and just like all around. I know that's not, not that's not an act. No, I that, know that's real. Exactly. Okay, l l let me let me get something straight. You know, I get to ask this all the time. All right, mm -hmm. I don't care what anyone says about this business, whether you call it fake or however you want to look at it from that standpoint. When you put in as much time as I and others have in this mm -hmm. business, that's what you strive to get. Exactly. Okay, that's yeah. the top of the that, that's the top of the heat. Yeah, that's the pinnacle. And that's okay? what I mean. I mean that right. That it, you can see a, that yeah. that moment a real meant moment. so. Much. And, and it's a real moment, especially, you know, putting emphasis on not just because, you know, of it being that it was historically making, you know, in the making, you know, being the first black world heavyweight champion, right? It was a spontaneous thing there, okay? It was right. real, you understand yeah. me in that sense, you know? So my reaction is real. The crowd reaction is real, you know? Right. You might just say, that, hey, it's a real moment in professional wrestling. Exactly. You know? With that, like I have to ask, did you know in that moment, like, hey, I'm the first, or was no. that something that came up after? No, like, somebody no. was like, hey, did you know you were no, the first? No, absolutely did not. You know, that didn't sink in, man, and the magnitude of it didn't sink in until, you know, I, I'd have to say it really didn't sink in until perhaps months later, when, wow. until people, you know, actually started coming up to me, not only black, right. okay, but whites and other, and of all other nationalities, you know, oh, say, hey, man, you know what, thank you, you know, for just inspiring me in that way you know it inspired me not just in professional wrestling but to do other things in business you know and in life you know Absolutely. so that's when it set in here's the thing man you know i come along with look you know hard work was pushed okay mm -hmm. right and that's what made it successful everything right. i've done i've done it to the best of my ability Absolutely. okay everything i've done okay and i've had people along the way to help me but people are there to help young people even these days man right. you know if the one thing that i think the young people these days have the worst thing with doing yet it's so simple mm -hmm. all right here's the thing in my opinion that they find so difficult to do all right and 
I'm going to show you the gesture that it is, okay? Okay. And this is a start to them doing something with their life. All right, watch this. Hold on, hold it. All right. Here's what they need to do. Get off their ass. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the first step. Thank you, man. I can't tell you what a you know pleasure this has been for me, you know. And I look forward to coming back, you know. Appreciate I look forward to coming back to this organization. You got a great thing going there with PPW. So I look forward to it and thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, guys, remember, like, share, subscribe, and see first for all things wicked. Bam. <laughs> they did it at the end. Oh my god. It does what have a, what a voice on it. What a voice. Yeah. What a yeah. voice. What Just a, so captivating. Get off your damn ass. Yeah, I love it, man. What a good fucking human, man. What? Oh, what a moment. Now, now I want a Ron Simmons alarm clock. But they have the <laughs> the different celebrities that can wake you up yeah. on uh, on the Amazon Echo. I don't want to say its name because it's on right now, yeah. right next to me. Mm. And if you gonna if you would have that as your wake up, wake up, get off your. <laughs> I I I want him as my GPS. Turn right on South Street. Yeah. yeah. Get off your damn ass. <laughs> Police officer, two miles ahead. Damn. <laughs> you, missed you missed your exit. You missed your exit. U-turn. Damn. Oh, that was kind of hot there. He's like, no, it was real. It was real. Yeah. No, like, and we, and I, I had this conversation with you, and I've had this conversation with many independent people now. Um, with people, people always say, you know, it's fake. It's this. It's that. You know what I mean? And they, and they try to diminish this art and this craft that so many of us love so dearly. But when. But when a company, whether it be a small independent company or a, or a major television company, when they put a championship on you, they're showing you that they, they respect your work, they respect the hard work you put in, and they, 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 they want you to carry them like mm -hmm. you're representing their company. That's a right. big fucking deal. Mm -hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I don't think a whole lot of people really look at pro wrestling as a brand. Like a lot of people notice pro wrestling as like business or as the sport, but it really is a brand. And that brand chose to put him at the top of their figurehead. Like that is such a big deal. And that's why it makes sense for all of his emotions and the emotions to be in the crowd to be real. Yeah. yeah. One, one of the things that definitely stood out for the interview, too, is where he said, it, it, this is an honor for me, because if it wasn't for the small guys and these small promotions, there mm -hmm. would be no professional wrestling, you know? And I think a lot of wrestling fans just get caught up in what they see on TV and, that's and, don't, it. and don't even realize that there's a whole world of independent that's uh -huh. probably within a 15, 20 mile radius of them that they're missing out on. Yeah, yeah. because they're just oblivious to it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, I, I've noticed that, like, people on Twitter, like, right now, and this is something that, like, trends every so often, they like to use the term that the indies are picked dry. The indies are never picked dry. Watch, Cam watch Camp Leapfrog, and you will 100% see that the indies are still fucking yeah. thriving. There's always yeah. good guys. I mean, there's always shitty guys, too, but yeah, there's yeah. always talent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Out Outbreak. Outbreak. Yeah, a, lo a lot of it is really how you utilize the talent you have and mm -hmm. how you highlight people's strengths and abilities rather than like just putting them out there blind and sometimes letting them figure it out. Sometimes there's talent that needs to be guided mm -hmm. and mentored. And, uh, you know, it, it takes a good promoter and a good team to, to highlight that. It's, it's, you know, sometimes you just get trained and you're thrown out into that world and, and you're, you're, you're fending for yourself. Um, so yeah, it's, it's never picked dry. It's just, you need the right people to shine the right talent. Yeah. And Paul joining us. Uh, he said one of the greatest moments, uh, person slash performer I've met or interacted with. Super cool, man. A great moment. Yeah. Uh, like I said, like 
support your inner your 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 local indie. I know it's hard to do right now. I know uh, PPW has the best of going on right now. Outbreak is is, is filming. Mm-hmm. Uh, go check out Outbreak. Uh, Camp Leapfrog is doing some cool things. High Tension is going to be filming soon. There's a lot of pro wrestling that's still happening and independent wise that you can support. And uh, a great way to do that is if you check the links below. There's a company called IWTV. Mm-hmm. It is ten dollars a month, and they have insane amount of wrestling independent content. Uh, old and new, yeah. they're still putting out content. Uh, if you use From the code, yeah, if you use code Leapfrog, you get five free days. Now, mm-hmm. one of the things that we're going to talk about right now just recently happened was Love Frog. Uh, Brian, uh, well, it's just called Love. Well, it's Camp Leapfrog's Love Camp Frog. Leapfrog. Yeah, Camp Love Frog. So we're going to talk about Love Frog. We're going to run through the card. Uh, we will say who won. So if you want to cut out now, I completely understand. Yes. Thank you guys for hanging out. Um, even if you do listen. Uh, to me, I think this is enough where you're going to know who wins, but the the way it goes down, you're going to still really enjoy Wrestling's it. Wrestling's a little different. It's like if you know if you spoil Star Wars and say, oh, Kylo Ren kills uh, Han Solo, and then it ruins it for you going to see a movie. We you say, what? hey, so-and-so wins the title. Yeah. <laughs> movie that came out four yeah. or five years ago. So-and-so wins that. the title. Like, I want to watch him win the title. Yeah. It's a little bit different. So uh, let's break down Love Frog. Uh, and and uh, Brian, you, got, you have it pulled up there? I certainly do. Uh, let's start with what you could have watched even without an IWTV uh, hey. description. Uh, the, uh, one of the things that leaked early was the uh, Tadpole match where Mike Swanson, Philly Mike Swanson, speaking of Outbreak Wrestling, uh, he defeated Sabre Dorado. You also had, uh, the right before Camp Love Frog, Cayman MK beat Francis Wright, who, uh, very entertaining. I love the chance for, uh, for Francis Wright. You had, uh, uh, after he took off his tinfoil hat, read his mind. <laughs> Yeah, uh, was a chant that was going on. Uh, Earth is round was another one going on there. <laughs> a very so, cool uh, name. Uh, finishing move: the MK Ultra. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> Which we talked about on yeah. Truth Behind Illusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Synergy. and then you, you also had a uh, the uh, the main match there, on the, and these other two were the open swim matches that were on Facebook Live right before. By the way, there was an excellent also uh, interview uh, on on the on the Facebook Live. Kind of like a face to face with Sam Laterna and um, and Still Life and Effie that really set the table very very well. She does for... a fantastic job. Big fan mm-hmm. of hers. She does a great job interviewing people. Uh, I see people like her and I say, man, I gotta fucking step my game up. Like she's just really good at what she does. And real quick, yeah, absolutely, real quick to kind of go back to the Ron Simmons thing, uh, Alex. I, I don't you did a great job. You kept your composure. If I was probably sitting across from Ron Simmons asking those questions, uh butthole would have been tight. Real tight. I'd have been yeah, really I, I think I was prepped a little bit by getting Ooh. to sit next to him for a couple hours that yeah. night. Um otherwise he to me was one of the like I'm I don't I'm not always nervous meeting somebody. I would have needed a beer or two. One hundred percent needed a beer yeah, or two and me. Oh, I yes. was absolutely in awe with him. Um he he had like you can tell that he has this like kind of like a grandfather feel like immediately when you're with him, like you're, you're like in this calm space and it's just really easy to talk to. Him. He's, he's but like, you look, you know what he is. A con- he's a fucking man. Like that's, <laughs> he is a oh, yeah. fucking oh, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Like he, he fucking can kill you with his hands. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> one of the things we didn't really cover is he does have a reputation for being a very uh, legitimate, legitimately. Oh, he'll, he's unfuckwithable. <laughs> yeah. Like he'll, no he'll, fucking he'll, chance. It, uh, the Meister Anderson Scott's trolling the comments, by the way, uh, <laughs> trying to get over the fact that Frank Mir wanted to choke me out. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Frank Mir wanted to choke you out because he said just because you're the way you're. Your your proportion, uh, it's very hard to get at that neck, and you have the yeah. beard. Uh, I think Frank Mir was just like, I wonder if I can get him in a choke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would have been like, go fuck yourself. I'm staying away from you because you will I'd fucking have, murder me. Because you're Frank, I'd, you're Frank I Mir. At a hundred percent, took it. I, 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 have you ever seen? All right, <laughs> Frank Mir, why would you not? Right? Actually, now thinking of why it, why would you it, not get choked by Frank Mir? Let me think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there's a video uh, where Frank Mir was doing the EA MMA game. Okay, he was helping with the. Uh, actually, it might have been the UFC one, but he was helping with the motion cap. Yeah. And the guy, they're like, "Yo, when Frank Mir comes in, we're gonna put all the things on him, and you're gonna tell him to do his body motions, but you're gonna tell him to do." Um, the hokey pokey. They're gonna put your left foot in, oh God. put your left foot out, put your left foot in, and then shake it. Oh right. God. But the guy didn't know that he was all he was the one being set up, and Frank Mir was in on it. Oh. So when <laughs> Frank Mir goes like through four or five motions yeah. and goes, "You think you're fucking funny, bro?" and then comes at the guy, and the guy literally <laughs> needed new shorts. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Frank's like, "I'm just fucking with you, man." Like, that just goes to show you how how, how terrifying. I mean, super nice guy, but I wouldn't want to fight him. <laughs> all right back to love rug let's go so, uh, all this more, murder talk let's get to love yeah <laughs> i'm not even plugging that one this week yeah um <laughs> uh one more one more uh match in the open swim here you had the boar uh with erica lee defeating violence in a very good match on the open swim and big then ma- we big fan of violence i like violence now, does Became the open f- swim go for like half an hour or so okay. uh, 45 minutes, 45 minutes. Oh, oh cool yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good free show. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two matches. Yeah, you had a very, very good interview segment. It it uh, made you want to. It made you want to go to Camp mm-hmm. Leafrock to watch the yeah. show. Yeah. Like they're like the way she did that interview with Fa and Still mm-hmm. Life, where she she, if you didn't subscribe because of that, you're a psycho. No. She did a fantastic and, job. And, and Effie and Still Life did too. Like Effie's being just enough of a dick that you're like, hey, wait a second. And 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 Still Life, she's so likable in it too. And then. Effie has like an S and M dungeon zoom background. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing was great. It was it was awesome. Yeah. And then uh, to the show proper on on uh, independentwrestling.tv, our opening match. Uh, it's a speed dating five way scramble. Where the Real quick, had- you're forgetting something. They started oh, the, the music- show. They started yeah. the show with a great opening music number by oh, the Maestro, okay. and even before that, the show was opened. By oh, the yeah. ultimate lovester, the dude love. Oh, the ultimate dude I was love say. started the show off, uh, giving a huge plug. And whoever that kid is, who's the dude? Don't, the dude don't like the way you're looking at him. <laughs> Does he say "How have mercy"? I don't he think he said "How have mercy. mercy." I don't think he said it. I don't remember, but uh, yeah. And just the kind of behind the scenes we were kind of talking about on the show that was done by a fan of the of Leapfrog, right? They paid for that cameo and sent it to you. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, it's really cool. Cool, yeah. I don't. Are you are you willing to dissolve, uh, divulge who it was, or is that like keeping behind uh, close? Yeah, I don't know if that's out there, but it is somebody that um, is more than just a fan that we've actually let produce uh, the. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the uh, Gina show segment we did with her and Hermit Crab, okay. but we actually that that person also. Uh, uh, produce that for cool. us too. Cool. Um, yeah. Now, before we get into the first match here, I also want to say this is the first time I ever did live tweeting during an event um, where you tweet and hashtag and then you could follow the hashtag and it's kind of like an open chat room on Twitter where you can interact with not only the people who are watching it, but 
the wrestlers who are part of it and the inter- mm-hmm. the, the people who are part of the program. Well, you, usually that's not a thing because usually it's a live show and they're they're at the show, but this yes. is a pre-tape. So. Yeah. Um, it was a awesome experience. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it was such a cool experience. Um, it made me fall in love with Twitter. And I think not only that, it made me more of a fan of LeapFrog just the fact of the talent tweeting while they're watching it with everybody. And Tony, the Tony and I were working the tornado tag uh, Twitter account like we were the killer bees. Yeah, yeah we were a <laughs> tag team in that. Was, you didn't know who was firing out. I, 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 could t- I could tell who was uh, who, though. Because, the ones uh, that sounded smart were Brian. Uh, I, know, I was like, Brian's like likening uh, the runway to like... Uh, An infinitely more stylish Arn and Tully, yes. yeah. Yeah, I was like, that's Brian. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was very clear which ones were Brian and which ones were Tony. Um, but it was it was a great experience. And not only did what like for me, which was cool, is when we made this network. You know, one of the biggest things is making is building a community. And for people who support your product mm-hmm. and, and support and love your product, and and like people in the chat room, you're commenting, you're enjoying yourselves, you reach out to us. Um, to see that on a level of the live tweeting that was done by Camp Leafrog, this 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 program that's only been around for not even a year yet it has five shows out now you're doing a valentine's day special and just watching the crowd interaction and some of the tweets i mean i'm just kind of go off memory i'm probably not going to quote him there but one of the person was like yo i had a real shitty month everything's been really terrible but my the highlight of my week was was waiting for camp love frog and and people saying like everything about this show has been fantastic i become a fan like here's like just breaking the show down and really like just complete strangers who are just loving it for the idea of professional wrestling the inclusive of it and just having someone like the two the two of the i mean i don't really know chris ref very well but i i know him enough just through conversation but knowing alex and the maestro and 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 just being just proud friends man mm-hmm. like they what they've created is really really cool and i i, I i'm i'm very proud of them and i i love what you guys created and and, and the i really recommend you guys the next camp love frog or any or the camp leapfrog well, the next one's going to be free right the uh camper's choice the live yeah leapfrog live uh join in on twitter man it was so much fun it was really fun and it was a great way to yeah. interact with people and and find like-minded wrestling fans yeah yeah i would, I would say like i don't know if it's a necessary uh, is it a testament to the live tweets which is a testament to the show but uh, after this show, th- this week, um, we've we've sold like a bunch of uh, merch. Awesome, a uh, bunch of Camp Leaf Rock shirts. A couple in PA and uh, over in Japan, we're actually selling a shirt. Oh, that? so that's exciting! Might have been that tweet of that really handsome guy wearing his Leapfrog shirt, saying, "Wear your Leapfrog shirts," and then all that. So. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. That's exactly what it was. No, <laughs> but no, that was one of that was one of my tweets. I put out wearing my. I said, I, uh, I said, if you're watching this and you don't own a leapfrog shirt, you're a psychopath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel bad that uh, that Farlow and the, I feel bad that Farlow's in chat had to leave because I did make a reference when Molly McCoy used the hockey stick that uh, it was like Ron Hextall and Kent Nelson. Uh, oh, that's that is a good reference. That's that's, that's going way back. I'm sure he would have popped for that. It was just, it was a really cool experience when you tweet something and someone retweets it and then you're like, this wrestler's killing it and then it's like retweeted by that person by, the, like, by that wrestler like yeah that's fucking awesome Thanks. yeah it's it's a cool feeling I, it, I hate the Twitter that's why I don't have one I tweet my I, own I hate Twitter for live tweeting yeah like, get involved one live tweet you'll have a good time I love it yeah it's it's Lo- yeah. Twitter I, I think of all the social media is the best one for like that kind of instant thing it's it's good mm-hmm. for news it's good for like in the moment, things like that. It's yeah. just what it's very useful for. Absolutely. But like good parts of social media are going to be good on any platform. But like actual social media of just like shit posting is always going to yeah, be if bad. You, 
if yeah, you sure. if you feed into negativity on social media, you're gonna have a negative experience on mm -hmm. social media. And if you find more of it, if you put your yep, if you surround yourself with like minded people, like the love frog thing, you won't have a bad experience on Twitter that night yeah. because you're not gonna see I hate this or I hate that or mm -hmm. it was more or less like this is fucking fun and it like this made uh, and, me and 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 to give credit to the show, there wasn't a whole lot to hate here. There no, not at all. I, I honestly, I think this is my favorite uh, Leaf Rug show that was done so far. Wow. I think I think I think you guys are on a roll, and I I like, I I love that the the wrestling is getting a, a lot more front and center with uh, with uh, the Christmas trios with this one, yeah. uh, with the cybernetical obviously that was just wrestling, and 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 this I thought was uh, as far as like the the story to it too, uh, just because I thought you had a great uh, there was a great setup here with Effie as the big bad and and the runway were phenomenal as the the henchmen. Like I, I imagine it was like even though the, you do have the goons in uh, the Achilles crew, I, I thought of like 1960s Batman when you would have the people with the Joker they put a black shirt that said goon on it. Yeah, and Every, the runway was perfect in that role. Everyone shined on the show. Everyone mm -hmm. shined, and not only was the wrestling fantastic, but the story was good. Like it, it, it was all cohesive. It blended together. It, it, it flowed very nicely. It was, it was done really well. And that we're not just saying that because we're blowing smoke up his ass because he's yeah. sitting there like blow, this blow is right at my ass. Yeah, uh, this, this, uh, damn. Uh, yeah, damn. Uh, no, this is your ass. So we can out. It was it was blow fun. Right at my ass. Yeah, but let's get to the speed dating. Speed dating five way scramble match uh, for a date. Ooh, for a date, uh, for they a do date. kind of uh, they do kind of tease. They kind of tease, allude a little bit that it may be a date with Sam Laterna. Uh, but the it's a five way scramble match where CC Boost. Defeats Dan Champion, Big Dan Champion, Hot Dog Starks, uh, Max Zero, and Lucas Twitch the Sangro. But lo and behold, it's a uh, it's a it's a much better prize. It's a date with the Kilowatt. The Kilowatt oh. is is your is your look at this guy. Look at this. Look at this guy. Give us the kiss that you did in the camera. Yeah. <laughs> with his uh, with his very nice shirt too. He's wearing a very nice shirt there. Yes. 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 The stud I'm a very, uh, I'm a very good professional podcaster. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and a little behind the scenes, I was listening to your latest episode of What Up Peeps, and uh, your pants were falling down during uh, that. Man. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, uh, yeah. They were indeed. Maybe they're they falling down indeed. right now. Well, Alex Alex lost a lot of weight recently. No, he's been doing really yeah. well. He's been taking care of himself. He's, 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 you know, he's doing very, yeah. he's making himself mentally and uh, physically healthier. And uh, when he yeah. w showed up that day in his nice clothes, he realized. He's uh he's lost more than he needed in his mm -hmm. pants, and he didn't have new ones. <laughs> not, not 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 the bad way. He yeah. Lost, <laughs> yeah. lost, lost more than I needed in my yeah. pants. Lost 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 it on the sides, not the front. Yeah. Waistline. The waistline is where he lost it's, it. It's, yeah. it's either a combination of losing some weight or having zero um ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been finding that like one of my greatest features of my life was my butt. Ass? I had a great ass, right? And uh, I, I, I'm not losing. I'm not gaining weight in my legs. Mm -hmm. I'm just losing my butt, and it's oh, going all to my good. belly. Yeah, because nobody likes a flat ass. Yeah, and I, I, dude, I have, I have a I Hank, know. I have a Hank Hill ass. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Hank it's pretty Hill bad. Just goes like that. Yeah, just it's like a, it's like a. Do you also have a narrow urethra? Oh my! I might. I might. <laughs> this is getting like Howard Stern. I have such a small penis problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, speaking, so they want a date with Killian McMurphy. No, with Kilowatt. Oh, with Kill oh, I yeah. thought they said yeah, Killian. Yeah. No, it was me. Oh, it was that's him. awesome. He, he won the date. And he, CC Boost yeah. and Kilowatt, and uh, right. we'll, we'll revisit that a little bit later. Yeah, and 
because because up next we have a uh, a blind date. No, a, uh, a blind date, literally a blindfold match. Uh, both making their their Camp Lead Frog debut. You had Love Doug, Love Doug. I keep saying his name wrong. Um, against uh, Basic Becca, and Love Doug gets the win here. Yeah, good match. Really good match. Yeah, blindfold matches are always tough, but you you, you always you have to do the clear thing which they did here, <laughs> where uh, Becca does not want to put Point. the blindfold on, and, and she, she keeps getting the advantage, but then she uh, she falls to to Love Doug. <laughs> love Doug had great trunks, by the way. I loved Love Doug's trunks. Yeah, like the little love tester thing like you would have in the bar. If I was him, I would pay to get someone to remix Love Gun but sing Love Doug. Yeah, uh, we know oh, a guy who can do that. I like that. Yeah, nice yeah. yeah, I know. Love Gun is probably my favorite Kiss song of all time. I love that song. Well, you know, Love Gun yeah. is uh, Monica of Paul Stanley's dick. Yeah, as That's told true. in the Role Models movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know if he was here for the beginning, but the intro music was fantastic. Uh, the the Love Shack spoof. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Killian dancing in it was probably the highlight. It was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that the verse that Effie and the Runway did was so good and instantly making them unlikable, and and it just really set the tone for the rest. Oh, of the what show. was it? What was Effie's? Yeah, I hate to burst your bubble, bitch. Yeah, yeah. I'm, but, uh, I'm. You're Marty, and I'm Sean. You you're know? Marty. Yeah, right. I want that on a. We talked about that. Like, I want that on a shirt. He goes, I hate to burst your bubble, bitch, but I'm Marty, and you're Sean. <laughs> I fucking you're, love that. Yeah. yeah, I love that lyric. One of the best yeah, lyrics. I need that on a t-shirt. Up, maestro, maestro, man. He wrote. He that gave you song. some credit too. He gave you some credit to that for that. Yeah. Oh well, uh, well I did. Uh, I did. We were having a conversation one night, Maestro and myself, and uh, I was just like. And wouldn't it be funny if we did Love Frog uh, instead of like Love Shack? And he's like, "No, I hate that song." <laughs> and I'm like, I kiss him. I'm like, "But wouldn't it be funny though, Love Shack, baby?" And Love uh, Shack, I'm like, you know what? I'm pitching it to the, I'm pitching it to the group, and then you'll and, have uh, to do it. My show got outvoted, and he had to create the song. Yeah, and he ended up loving it. Yes. Yeah, if anything, that's the perfect way for him to have a better memory of that song yeah. right? now you gotta yeah. do rock lobster frog lobster yeah Makes no <laughs> sense at all uh, no. <laughs> well, we're still if, we're if, still if pitching if and crawl dad gets resurrected yeah. maybe yeah we're still <laughs> pitching one uh ron division yeah ron division yeah. <laughs> uh i did pitch that and it was, it was a decent pitch it went well nice. um but yeah the i want that i uh the the marty and sean shirt i really fucking want that on a t-shirt yeah he still hates it just as much <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, uh, our our next match. So, so hopefully that that pitch for Ron Division went better than the date between Ooh. Ryan Nova and Kaya McKenna. Um, <laughs> Good segue. You are yeah. fucking professional. That's how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> In this scene, Gina is my absolute. Favorite. Oh, she's great. Ref Gina was amazing on the show all around. Yeah, Ref she Gina fucking stole incredible. it from me. She stole the show, and she was trolling us on Twitter saying that she got fired. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I messaged. I'm like, did you guys fucking fire her? Are you dumb? And he's like, she's back. She's fucking with you. <laughs> that was one of the fun things on Twitter. Making friends with Rev Gina. She was awesome. And she, so, uh, she was the first person I clicked follow on. I, I will say that wow. I was like, I'm following her. She's a fucking gem. So uh, she is uh, also the server here uh, for this uh, this date between uh, Kai with Kai, Kai McKenna and Ryan Nova and. Ryan Nova's not not being a gracious compa gracious companion. He's trying to order for Kaya. Uh, he's insisting that she pick up the check. So the, the one way to settle this is in the ring. Yeah, uh, of course. Loser picks up the check. 
Loser pays the tab. Of course. And, and it's, an, it's an interesting dynamic here because um, usually with intergender matches, it, it's a size difference the other way. Kaya is a little bigger than Ryan Nova, and so it was a little bit more of a a balanced match than you would see in a lot of uh, men versus women uh, intergender matches. And uh, for somebody that's very new, Kaya's mat work is very good. I noticed that on the Alley Cat show on mm. Fight Forever. A lot of like the ground game is, is very sound there. And she gets the win here over Ryan Nova with a little assist from her magic, and <laughs> which uh, Ryan Nova has pointed out is illegal in professional wrestling. Yeah, magic. It's I, not I, I, I love but, Kaya, but I, I think he's got a point. He's got a hey, point. Hey, he, here's, the, here's the other thing, too. Don't be mean to the waitress. Or don't be mean to the server. Yeah. Especially if they're going to be refereeing the match. Yeah. It's yeah. a good point, too. Good point. Treat the wait staff well, or you, you, they're going to let the other person use magic. Yeah, they're just doing their job. They're just doing their job. And so, uh, so Ryan Nova did have to to um, to pay for dinner there, yeah. and oh. then and now we got to go to the uh, the the disheartening portion of the show. It's the uh, the Campers of the Year title uh, four way tag team match. Oreo Speedwagon defeats Crush Cakes, the Big Bad Booty Daddies, and the Goons, Zeal O'Neill and Miles Millennium, with Big Dust, who was phenomenal. Oh, big and uh, Big Dust. We talked about it earlier. I said that there, Camp Leapfrog has a guy who is just a fantastic manager, mm-hmm. and it's like a dying art. Dust is amazing. So good at what he does. Um, very, Everybody in this match was good at what they did. Very Everybody. good. Yeah, the whole everyone in this match is talented. But D- Dust as a as a just just as a talent, uh, and not even a professional wrestler, but as just a, a a outside voice of the of the ring and and what he does is he 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 brings something that's very important to professional wrestling. Um, Got a chance to meet him at a PPW show where we went to go interview Killian, and Killian's like, "Well, you're interviewing me, but he's going to be here too." And I didn't, I didn't know who does. So I was like, "Yeah, whatever, dude. Like, I want to talk to you, but if if that's the case, he's he's here too." And Killian answered a question, and then just said, "I'm going to let my boy answer the next one," and handed Dustin the mic, and I was like, "I'm in love. This guy's fucking amazing." You know what They're I mean? Such wonderful friends. Um, uh, a little peeling back the curtain here uh, when we were talking about what what they want to go over on commentary um killian said i don't want dust to be referred to as my manager he is my friend i like that i love that that stable is just insanely talented yeah killian you have miles millennium you have dustin and i'm, I'm sorry i'm having a brain fart eel o'neill eel o'neill just really talented dudes who just shine every time the camera's on them uh the goons the, the goons are going to be a stable to reckon with in, in professional and if they stay very together very good showing very good oh, yeah. showing too in christmas trios if you want if anybody hasn't seen that go back and i the, t- the team that really stole it for me was uh was salt the snow but um the the uh, the goons were very good too. There was a there was a line on commentary here that uh, that was said. And he goes, "I hate Killian. I hate the fact that he was he that he works out. What was it? How do I'm not delivering? Oh, Rush, that, that was during Killian's match later. I forget the exact line. Oh yet. my god, it was fucking hilarious. I don't remember exactly. If someone remembers, please check. It, it would be on the Twitter. I believe, yeah, it's uh, it's on Twitter because I retweeted. I'll go on, if you want to look up the Twitter account, I will go on to the next match. Yeah, here, go ahead. Which I'll... is. Uh, well, there was a little interlude here, the dating game with Erica Lee, which Ooh. was ruined, ruined by Ugh. the runway and Effie, who swapped out the, whoever was going to be in there. And uh, so Erica Lee's dating game contestants are all of Killian and his goons. And you do learn here that Killian is a furry. Uh, she doesn't want to date Erica <laughs> Lee. But he, he, wants, uh, he wants some furry, dude. <laughs> hey, yeah. good for him. Uh, but... <laughs> 
So, uh, as only Camp Leapfrog can, this this dating game winds up with a match with Erica Lee against Killian Murphy uh, with his friend Big Dust. Unfortunately, the uh, the rest of the goons get involved, and I I, I am not a very uh, Paul is wrong in the chat. I am not a very good wrestling reviewer, or I would have mentioned in the match before Oreo Speedwagon did get the win uh, with some underhanded tactics, which uh, kind of breaks your heart because they've been one of the the top good guy yeah. and potty good, mouth good. boy they they curse yeah. a lot. Oh my goodness yes <laughs> potty mouth they they have that um they have that that camper of the year trophy and they just want to keep it by any means necessary and uh mm-hmm. but still i mean i'll i'll like uh story aside or a speed wagon never disappoints anytime you watch them I, I do like that somebody in the comments on twitter said i i love how the 2020 campers of the year uh, award can be contested in a match in 2021. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, if Kurt Angle can lose his 1996 Olympic gold medals to Eugene in a match in the mid 2000s, then <laughs> anything, anything could happen. Anything could happen. <laughs> I, so I, that, I, I do really want to read a tweet real quick that I thought was fucking amazing, uh, and it's 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 a Twitter a tweet yeah Twitter a tweet from <laughs> it's what? from Governor Little Button from, from Governor from Little Governor. Button, and this is this is at forked pgh ninety five percent of wrestling you have a belt I want that belt we're gonna fight over that belt hashtag lugfrog. Your cronies did everything they could to ruin my heartfelt celebration, continually lied to me, then claimed success over your own. I'm going to put you through a table. <laughs> that was a tweet that just sums up Leapfrog. Like, some people wrestle titles, some people wrestle for completely different reasons, and it still makes yeah. for a great show. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the whole story there was yeah. just uh, phenomenal. And then another one another one tweet. It was, if you think about it, a wrestler kicking the shit out of another wrestler and, and ruining her party is better motiva- better motivation than 95% of wrestling storylines today. Hashtag love for us. At least there's a storyline. Yeah. 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 Oh, very much so. A, a, a self-contained story, which was a lot of fun. Uh, a self-contained story with a beginning, middle, and end in the, uh, in the whole thing, which was wonderful. Yeah. Okay, I found, and- I found the tweet then. Same, same okay, person. Go ahead. I, same yeah. person retweeted. it. Well, I'll I'll say it when we get to the Killian match. But but well, uh, we're just there. We were just yeah. there. Oh, sir. It says, "I hate this guy. I hate that he exercises. I hate this guy, and I hate that he exercises." Uh, referring to Killian um, on from the commentary team. I thought that was a great fucking line. Yeah, Brad Rush was uh, was very funny there on the on the commentary. Yeah, and oh, then uh, our next match didn't really get off the ground. It was supposed to be the Camp Leapfrog title match, two on one, Abs and Abby Jane, and uh, they were supposed to be taking on a very good professional wrestler. But Sydney Bacabella comes out and That's puts a kibosh on that, and and uh, Sydney Bacabella is amazing. Yeah, very uh, very good mouthpiece long, as well. Long time, uh, long time Chikara guy who I think he was gone for a little bit, if I'm not mistaken. But he's back. Yeah. His hair is a lot lighter now. And uh, still, still hasn't lost a step on the mic. I, I uh, um, and just kind of pulls a very good professional wrestler out of the match. Uh, maybe Abs and Abby Jane can get a, a title shot when they actually win a match. He says so. So no match here. No where match does, here. Brian, where does Shakara rank for you as one of your favorite Philly promotions at, at one point in time? Um, I love Shakara. Uh, Shakara is amazing. I, I, I love their storytelling. I love how fun it was. Um, we brought. I, I thank you for bringing that up because. Um, one of the things I did want to mention, and we put it on the uh, the Facebook and the Twitter this week, is earlier this week would have been the 40th birthday of uh, Larry Sweeney, who was one of the most unique and 
one of the most unique and charismatic wrestlers ever, ever, ever. And uh, sadly, uh, mental illness is is a horrible, horrible thing, and uh, it didn't work out. And but if he would have been around today, oh, he would have been in, probably in AEW, and he would have been amazing. Yeah. I almost put this hashtag up quick because it was referring to a different thing. But as you were saying this really heartful <laughs> thing, I almost put up hashtag piss soup, which was no, referring to uh, a promote. I clicked it. I, I went to like get it ready and preempt it, and I clicked it as you're like and mental health, and I like hashtag piss soup. But it wasn't referring to that. It was. It was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So referring to the what yeah. one of my favorite things Larry Swinney ever did, and it was on a Chikara show. I think it was in like uh, Heller Town or one of those little ones he used to do. He had a thing uh, very similar to what you have now, the uh, with a twenty four seven title and the DDT Iron Man Heavy Metal title. He had the ICW ICWA Texarkana TV title. Yes, and he would always lose it and then say, "Oh, it's twenty four seven rules," and roll up a guy and pin him and, and get it back. Yeah, uh, but it was it was like 24-7 rules when it suited him basically because <laughs> it was his title, and I think the title I think Brian Alvarez still has it because wow. they, they did a lot of back and forth with it, and um, they they did a thing once where Chikar was doing the show and they would, they did a thing where they bring a little kid into the ring. I think the kid could have been more than like six or seven years old, and he's he's like jumping up and down on the ropes, he's having a good time. And Larry Sweeney's like, kid, I want to arm wrestle you. And they bring a table into the ring, and he wants to arm wrestle the kid. You're like, oh, he's going to probably let the kid win. This is going to be great. And the kid's like, no, I want the title on the line. And he's like, well, fine, the title's on the line. You got it. He beat that kid in arm wrestling so quick. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It's like the million dollar man kicking the basketball from the kid's hand. Exactly. <laughs> if you dribble this basketball four times, I'll give you $100. And, and uh, yeah. Poor Abs. It was a rough night for him too. Um, he wanted, <laughs> he wanted to give Sam flowers, and um, she wanted him because he's a good friend. He he's a good friend. The mascot of 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 Camp Leaf Frog, I would the, say. I, I like to I like to consider him the uh, the moral compass, the yes. uh, the heart of of Camp Camp he, Leaf Frog. He's a Tommy Dreamer of Camp Leaf yes. Frog. Yeah. It'd be a dark day if Abs ever goes heel. <laughs> oh, oh, no, that's like John Cena turning. I don't know if we'll ever right. see it. Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> but, it sounds uh, like I'm doing some sort of a, like a premonition. Yeah. I'm not, ah, yeah. It just made me think. I don't know if he returns on so and so and then wrestles so and so. What? What? Yeah. And then he's in a, a match where it's all imagination, and he turns NWO. <laughs> Uh, one thing we one thing we meant, uh, forgot to mention earlier was Max Zero also very frustrated after losing the scramble match. Uh, just rips off his mask and storms out of the building. Uh oh! Do you see his very face or do you not see his face? No, you see you see his blonde hair. Oh wow! You see his flowing blonde locks. Mm. And, and I should mention, I thought he was uh, very impressive in that match. I thought uh, I liked that scramble match. Usually, when it's a shorter match like that and you have that many people, uh, sometimes people can kind of get lost in it. But everybody's shown in their own way in that match. Uh, CC Boost almost came through the screen. Um, I, I pointed that out during the main event, but the camera work on this show was excellent. They did a great job. Uh, the camera work on the show was excellent. The replays were cool, too. Yeah. But um, just everything Max Zero did look very crisp, very good. So uh, good good stuff all around in that match. On the show, good stuff all around. And that continues in the, the semi-main event here, the tag team match with the Pop Flyers, Boomer Hatfield and Molly McCoy, defeating the runway calvin couture and tyler klein and up to this point i i've always felt like that the runway is so good at showing personality and uh just making you not like them immediately in, in the best way that you could not like somebody in wrestling and here they brought in the ring too like i know before the show i i asked alex like 
what match? Like, what match do you think we saw? And you're like, obviously the main event, but then the the runway match. And if you like old school tag wrestling, they did it here. I mean, they did it with like red tinsel tag ropes, but they did wow. it. And they're cutting the ring in half. They're they're isolating, and it it was good stuff. Mm-hmm. But but the pop flyers do get the win when Molly McCoy does get get the hockey stick and go a little Ron Hextel on them, and and the pop flyers get the win, leading to our main event. Oh, um, Philly Philly boy over there is going for something here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. In Philly, that's a weapon. That's not just used to shoot a puck. That's used to hit some kneecaps. Yeah, that's that's um, that's, 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 that's how you local, win a tag team match right a local there. Local object. That's yeah. not foreign objects. Yeah. Local object. It's a domestic object. Actually, no, it's imported from Canada. Yeah. So uh, then our main event with all the emotion behind it, uh, still life with apricots and pears against Effie. And oh my goodness, did they tear the house down. Jesus Christ. They both said the entire time leading up to this. Uh, first, it started off with joint respect and mutual respect, but Effie was a little, you could tell there was some tension there, right? And then uh, as the show progresses, you find out Effie is, uh, is backstabbing and portraying, or uh, uh, doing some betrayal. Uh, mm-hmm. Still, still life finds you get, out. You get a little hint that, uh, you get a little, little hint that uh, Effie. Wants to take still life down a peg or two. Yes, um, and uh, he pretty much said, regardless of how this goes, you're only here because I because of my accomplishments and everything I have done in professional wrestling, and uh, I'm the star here. And regardless of how this is going down, it will be a masterpiece. And, and like all great heels, like all great heels, there's that little kernel of truth, little kernel of truth, because Effie has has made such strides for. You know LGBTQ plus uh, wrestlers, mm-hmm. but then it's how you put that little twist on it is Effie's going to be an asshole about it now. Yeah, and and then and, and still life she deserves her spotlight too, and and that's where you you kind of get this match. Uh, I mean, obviously, as the show progresses, when it started, I was team I was team uh, Effie. I, I said in the chat, I'm team Effie, and then as the show went, I was like, still life's winning me over. She's doing great things. I'm excited about how this plays out, but man, it. it it, it's a it's a it's a huge testament. It, this is literally like when you watch Civil War and you're like, I love Captain America, but I also love Iron Man, and they hate each other in this Civil War. I like the but, meme. And you're and you're you're literally like torn on who you want to win here because both of the, these but these you people want still life to win because she's yes, a good guy. But I understand. But you can I don't know. But you, you can see where the other one is. Even they're at fault. Okay, you like, want like Thanos, they're, like, well, maybe the universe yeah. does need half less. To just, just the character that that jumps off the screen impresses you so much that you're like, man, there's no loser mm-hmm. here. Like okay. they were both so well done as characters yes. and what they what they are portraying as their characters in mm-hmm. in professional wrestling that it was just it was um it was really really cool to watch and the match was just two people beating the shit out of each other. Cool. It was it's a war. There was blood. Uh, maybe the hard way. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. sure, I'm assuming the hard way. Uh, and just yeah. being in that true mill before and knowing how hard those floors oh. are with mm-hmm. some of these things on the outside. Yeah, like, yeah, it, no fun. We watched yeah. we watched a blue and gold match that we for sure knew at the end was going to be a black and blue match <laughs> because uh, uh, Matt took a, a, a tombstone on, on that, that floor, floor. Yeah, I was like, and I was like, he's dead. <laughs> He's dead because we, we didn't we didn't see the impact from where we were sitting. We just heard it. We heard yeah, the, 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 like thud the and it's a short and, ring. And, yeah, it's a, yeah. And and, and in, in your mind, you're not thinking, oh, that's the guy's knees. You're like, that was his head. Yeah, his head just hit the floor. Yeah, you, you 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 suspend your disbelief. For, I was like, I just bought this thing. blue and gold shirt. And now I think half the, one <laughs> one of the guys obsolete. is dead. Yeah, yeah. Now this. 
<laughs> it was it was it was that that building is a really cool building. That is cool. I like it. Mm. Yeah, it's a very personal building. Mm-hmm. That 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 arena will have some a, old type of factory. Some that old that, that was our last experience of a live show. Yeah, before yeah, huh? before COVID. Mm-hmm. So watching Love Frog in that building was really it meant something for me. I was like, man, that build that's a cool mm-hmm. building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they've been doing some cool stuff there. Christmas Trios was there. Uh, the Masked Wrestler, IWTV, did that there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see some familiar faces. At least one person that, that everybody on the show knows very well was in the Masked Wrestler. Yeah. Real quick, uh, maybe you know this, or maybe I don't know if you were paying attention, but when we got there, we were showing up to the building, and Andy, uh, who's wrestled there numerous times, pretty much said, whatever you do, do not go up that fire escape. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. don't even attempt to. It's fucking terrifying. It is. And uh, did, uh, <laughs> did, you, did anyone attempt it? Uh, yeah, multiple people came in that way. I did not. I've got to assume Trajan did, because I know Trajan 100% we doesn't care. He'll walk yeah, right yeah. up that thing. Uh, I, 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 yeah. when it's, I stepped on and started moving, and just pieces rusted off. I'm like, I'm not, no, I'm not <laughs> walking up this. Uh, Trajan cartwheels yeah, go, up in the front. Yeah, it's and it's not just one story oh, or two. It's about three and a half stories, and that it's makes all any graded. Sense. So as yeah, you're going you up here, you can see your death. And it's rusted, and I'm like, this is probably against code. But you know, it's an old mill, yeah. it's an old factory. They're probably like, ah, they die, we'll hire somebody else. Yeah, I I, I walk around the building. I say I, I'm walking up there. Yeah, we we, we, we had, we had to carry all of our equipment. We're like, we're walking around. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. <a, laughs> and then a couple hours later, the door swings open and Trajan walks in. I'm yeah. like, you're a fucking psychopath. Like and I walk around. <laughs> I walk around all day. Look, I I I've, I've been a big dude long enough that I I'm careful where I walk. I care for where I sit. I do not take chances. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kurt, I yeah, we. I will be sending a link very shortly here. We're but we're almost done wrapping up Leafrog, and then we'll jump over to our Patreon account, and we'll get everybody in, and we'll talk Kill, elimination killer chamber. Kurt Kowalski, the killer, Kurt Kowalski. killer Kowalski, yeah. not because it's three Ks. All right, so yeah, so at this match, let's get back into it here. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the very end, uh, still life gets the submission victory, uh, and all all is Dang. well in the end. All is well in the end because uh, Effie sees the error of his ways, and and. Uh, Acknowledges that that still life was a better person in this match, and that that it is her night to shine. They embrace, and then and then they embrace, and then from there uh, we do get a little interlude at the end. You know, when you're watching, can't believe Frog always stayed to the end. It's like watching yeah. something in Marvel, uh, yes. because we do learn the after results of the uh, the date between CC Boost and Kilowatt. No, oh, oh, little little love letter on the pillow. Hey, yeah. So. Yeah. You know. So where were you? You were losing things in your pants. You definitely weren't losing them in the front, you know? Yeah. Well, they ended up on the floor, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, that's canon now. So, yeah. Uh, True. You know, I, I like to consider myself a little bit uh, heteroflexible, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever makes Absolutely. you comfortable, man. If, yeah. You know? No judging. No, ju- no judgment at all. I, I've never seen this, this CC guy. I don't know what he looks like. He's a stud. He's, He's a good looking dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But that the entire so first first show with with violence and Killian, I was like, man, that main event that match was probably my favorite mm-hmm. on that show. And then going through them all, uh, just you know, did violence uh, wrestle Warhorse? Violence and Warhorse is a great yeah, match. Yeah, that was the second one. That was yeah, the second but was the... I will say, I it's I don't know if it's because it's fresh in my mind. It's the most recent one I watched. But man, Effie and and Still Life, they brought it. It was a really good match. Good. Uh, yeah. Going through doors and tables, and it was. It, it had a much more serious approach. Like the War Horse had a lot of comedy in it with Boner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, I mean, there the was some cool yard. stuff. Double elbow, elbow drop off the top. 
but this this was straight up more, more just serious. just watching a dude yeah. with that that mustache and that chest hair wearing those tiny trunks with fishnets <laughs> underneath them and his head <laughs> and his head is bleeding he's like i'll fucking kill you i'm like this guy's fucking my hero. Like he's awesome. He's my hero. Like it's like I, like he's such a badass. Like everything it would, I want to be. Well, he came it, out in a leather jacket, right? I mean, it was like it was like yeah. like a like. And I, when I say this, is not in a derogatory term at all. It's like like the villain from Gangs of New York. Okay. If he wore yeah. tight pant, like tight Little underwear and fucking actually. fishnet underwear, mm-hmm. like he was like a fucking badass. Like <laughs> I became a huge. Uh, Effie and and still life fan. She was amazing also, but that it, it was it's little like flip a coin. Who's your favorite after this match mm-hmm. is over? Like they were both good. so good. Be coming but, back. By the way, to, to throw them a plug, if you like them, I know they're doing another. I think it's going to be called Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Yes. Uh, on uh, the the collective, they're like the old WrestleMania weekend shows mm-hmm. down in Tampa. They're doing one for the culture. They announced this week that they're going to have uh, Too Cold against Rich Swan in the main event. They're going to be, uh, Effie's going to be doing a show, Joey Janela's Spring Break. A lot of those things are going to be back. And hopefully, I, I would imagine Still Life's going to be a part of that because I know uh, one of the things that where she really started to take off for me, like it was that rounds match with Cheeseburger on the first Camp Leaf. I'm like, whoa, okay. Uh, th- this is somebody to pay attention to. Here's the here's thing and, that I, uh, real quick, I, I don't care, but she, she lost that match. So I, I just want to kind of put out, and this is not once again a behind the scenes thing, but like if you go to Leapfrog and you're booked, or you watch a Leapfrog and you watch someone lose a match, it, I'm not saying that wins and losses don't matter, but that's someone still life who showcased very well in that match. She she did a great job, but then a couple shows later, the whole show's up like circled around her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was like she was the superstar of it. So you never know watching Leapfrog who the next big thing's going to be, and it's not not always who wins or loses matches. It's a it's a really it's a cool dynamic I like about Leapfrog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe I'm. It's not announced yet, but there will be a. A host for uh, Campers Choice, and Ooh. yeah, it's one of the campers, and it's one that's uh, getting over pretty quickly. So. Yeah, it, it's it's you giving, never know who gets over. Yeah, it's giving these yeah, it's giving these talent an opportunity to really showcase what they can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leapfrog is doing great things. And that's for the one good thing community. about social media; you can find out who is getting over, and then you kind of mm-hmm. do the opposite of it and actually push that person. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least put them on more and spotlight them. And, and people the, want to see that person. The owners and creators of Leafrog are paying attention yeah. to those lives. They're not and the tweets and ignorant to that. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Brian. What you were, what you were saying? Oh no, I uh, I was gonna say uh, no. I was just saying that um, just keep an eye out for that that show and then obviously Campers Choice. Kind of, I kind of did get the especially the free for all before it. Yeah. Yeah. Hint. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the free-for-all match for before the better, live is going to be really exciting. That. Better watch that. Yeah, keep an eye on that. We're not announcing anything nope. here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, but yeah, and then you could uh, huge shout-out to uh, Wicked Turtle, which will be sponsoring that if you've seen the, yeah. the, spon- the, the, the lo- yeah. shout-outs. So and great. IWTV, we yep. watch all this stuff. A lot of fun stuff. So uh, anything in closing, Leapfrog, you guys want to put out there? Uh, Camper's Choice, uh, 320, I believe. Uh, Saturday, 320. Um, it's going to be cool. It's like Cyber Sunday, um, or Cyber Tuesday. Taboo Tuesday, and then it was Cyber Sunday. With the fans voting matches. So yeah, there's at the very least, there's a few matches that you'll be able to uh, book as a fan. Not only the stipulation of the match, but the participants as well. That's cool. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm super excited. You guys are doing great things over there. Big fans. If you want to go watch previous Leapfrogs to kind of catch up, hear what we were just talking about, and experience it for yourself, head over to IWTV.com 
Uh, use the code Leapfrog for your first five days free. Mm-hmm. After that, it's ten bucks a month. You can't go wrong. There's a lot of great content There's on there. There's plenty of stuff to watch in there. Um, and then just uh, pulling back from Camp Leapfrog as part of the uh, high tension universe as a whole. Uh, big news this week: Johnny Moran. Johnny Moran with his podcast. Yeah, was it Johnny? Johnny and friends. Or Johnny uh, Moran. Moran and friends. Moran and friends. friends. He, with, the, with the classic rock and wrestling 1980s oh, so uh, logo. Cool. That, that is logo that logo is, is cool. awesome. And everyone on that logo is his guest for season one. Yeah, how about that? So, so in season two and get all new uh, cast. That's, that's what he's that's looking cool. to do. That's, that's cool. what he's looking to do. Uh, so. And I think th- just that post alone of seeing everyone's cartoon, he's already I booked. I thought you said post Malone. Yeah, uh, he may be there eventually. But Moran, I think, is booked for the next 10 seasons now. Uh, I think. I think <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone, I want a cartoon. Yeah, people want to be on that I, podcast. Uh, yeah, I won't say who, but like he's actually gotten like calls from people who uh, are now living in Florida that are like, hey, uh, hey, remember me? Let me yeah. get on your podcast. Boom, clap, boom, clap. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know about all that. Saliva, quick, quick, boom? Kind of. Just, (laughs) I know. Just maybe green. Uh, Anyway. uh, Oh, no. No? I don't know if that ego is going to submit to a Johnny Moran podcast. I don't know. How much would you pay him? (laughs) Yeah, right now, we don't. He has to go over Johnny on his own show, though, right? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, only if Impact's going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, He only shows up on I'm just going to slink down on the chair a little bit. <laughs> a little uncomfortable. Look, I love Mike Orlando. Like, yeah. I, oh, did I say his name out loud? Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I love the guy, but I mean, I think he is aware of the ego that he's had in the past. Yeah. I mean, uh, he might, I think he's a little more humble these days. I hope so. Because when, when you have people yeah. who, you know, who are still part of a company and working their ass off and they don't even get an opportunity to wrestle for an impact show and a guy who w- took his ball and went home and he comes back and gets a TV show, uh, a TV taping yeah. match, it's it's, you're right. It's kind of it's kind of disappointing. You, you, people are paying their dues, Absolutely. and if if you're gonna ta- if you're gonna leave, then then leave and make your mark somewhere else. Don't come back and take somebody else's spot away. Yes, mm-hmm. fully yeah. agree. Yeah, politicking, not a fan. And and honestly, and and as someone who is a fan and enjoyed his matches with Sean Carr and thought he did great things, uh, it maybe wasn't his best showing because he just came off his injury and it it, it wasn't a good look for him. And I it, and someone who's concerned about his health, it it just it, I was more concerned for him the entire time than I was enjoying the match. <laughs> You know, um, but he, he is healthier now and hopefully doing better and he, he's developed new gimmicks and stuff. So I wish nothing but the best. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of cool things happen over High Tension. Got new podcasts coming. Uh, I'm very excited yeah. for that one. Uh, your new High podcasts, Tension. More podcasts and development. Um, there you go. Yeah. TBA to be announced, I'm sure. The wheels are um, turning. Indeed, they are. The, uh, yeah, the wellness. Yeah, high tension wellness. Uh, I think possibly tomorrow night might be the debut of the uh, podcast that happens between monthly episodes that kind of like dive deeper into the topics that were on the main show. So, yeah, and uh, nice. Hopefully, uh, I think the way it's going to start looking now is uh, you may see more of the kilowatt here on the IWP network. the show that was supposed to happen is is on the back burner. Some things mm-hmm. are going on, but where mm-hmm. that show maybe isn't happening now, the door is open for him to. You may see Kilowatt more more frequently. Uh, you'll see him on Truth Behind Illusion, Not Cool in High School, sure. and Tornado Tag. So mm-hmm. if you, if you're a fan of Kilowatt, be uh, be excited because. 
he's becoming a, a staple here. You know, there we couldn't we, we couldn't use yes, him on that sure. one show because it, it, things kind of fell through. But we're gonna we're gonna plug him in where we're, we're needed, and he's he's all over the place. You know, uh, and if you're not a fan of Kill a Lot, we'll fight you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. I, th- I thought he was gonna do murder my my pl- dude plug there. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not a fan of that, but you might be a fan of true crime podcasting. Yeah, so, we'll get there. My dude's the one for you. One more wrestling plug, and then we'll we'll, we'll turn it over. But if you also a fan of Kilowatt and and him on IWP Network and Wicked Turtle and High Tension, he's also featured on the PA Piledriver Network podcast okay. on their brand new show, which is called PPW Unplugged, which Whoa. is coming soon. Yeah, so <laughs> that will feature uh, Alex. I think I'm officially the first person that transcends all the PA podcasts. Are you tr- are trying to be the Conrad Thompson of Pennsylvania Pro Wrestling <laughs> you're, you're, you're Podcast? You're the, uh... If anybody's the Conrad Thompson of that podcast, <laughs> Scott Finout. Yeah. Um, he does a, you'll see, he does a tremendous job of uh, directing the, the podcast. It's, it's really well done. I would check it out. Yeah. I think he's the, uh, Alex, the John Moxley of of the podcast okay. world, like he he's 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 all he's all through brands. He's everywhere. <laughs> through that shoulder. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. You, you never know where he's going to show up next. Is he is he going to do a run in on a New Japan? Is he showing up at Impact? He, yeah. It's 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 crazy. <laughs> um, Pretty soon it's going to be Bob Culture and Kilowatt. <laughs> yeah, you never know. He may show up on the Bob Culture Network. Who knows? But it, and I, you know, it, it's a testament to you, man. You're a good dude. People enjoy working with you. You bring a lot to the table, and you're you're just a good human. And people want to people want to. Uh, they just they want they want pieces of you, man. They all want to win dates, you know. That's right. We can't all be CC booze, unfortunately. Yeah. That's uh, right. Uh, 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 Andy, what do you got to plug? <laughs> I think we plugged everything already. I got nothing yeah. else to plug. We got, uh, sh- we yes, got a new. You, do. you have a show in March. Yeah, the show spring, March. Right? Yeah, March sixth. Uh, I don't know the exact building. I will share the flyer. Um, it is for uh, what is it? HTW. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not high tension wrestling. It's an <laughs> but yeah, it's March sixth. Another HTW. Yeah, or something. Or no, it's something. T- I forget. Oh my god, I'm, I'm gonna try to pull it up here. Yeah, I have it. I have it right on my phone. Yeah. If you give me a second. Also, you have a new T-shirt out. Yeah, I have a yeah. It's a Star Wars themed one for blue and gold. I'm gonna order them soon. And uh, it is W A V Pro Wrestling. Sorry to cut you off. Okay, this is different. Yeah, W A W. So it was four promotions last time that went together on one show, and I'm like, I don't know the fucking name. Yeah, it is March sixth, and it is. Uh, at it doesn't say oh the signature is boxing and fitness at 1512 Albright Avenue in Scranton Pennsylvania wow so and it is us blue and gold me and Matt Turner taking on Diamond City War Machine so Eric Penhat and Dread Mayo versus Born to Wrestle and I do not know their names oh okay. cool yeah. and uh, the whole Ninja Turtle game. a three way oh okay yeah, well, not like this, the, their logo is in the Ninja Turtle format oh nice cool so yeah. I'm looking forward to that and then, and then we got some tapings coming up and everything. Yeah, you know where I'm gonna pop up. Check them out on mm-hmm. uh, also not cool in high school. She's yes. illusion. Yes. Yeah. Brian, what do you got? This is where I would normally plug Murder My Dude, but not this week. We got something new this week. Murder Ooh. My Dude is going every other week. Well, the newest uh, episode my... just dropped. One hundred and one just dropped. Yeah, episode one hundred and one, the lipstick killer. If you go to uh, if you look up Murder My Dude anywhere you look up podcasts, you'll find that uh, William Hirons, or was it? Ooh. Mm. Bum, and, bum, uh, bum. Very good yeah. episode. I just listened to it last night. And uh we did announce on that episode that we're uh we're gonna be doing Murder My Dude every other week. It's a very prep intensive podcast. You gotta do a lot of research. It's gonna make my life a whole lot easier. And in the weeks in between, we're uh, launching something new called Pedantic, where Ooh. we kind of look into uh idioms like how things began. We're, we're basically the idea is we're gonna start with something like, hey, where did this come from? Well, how did this get this name? How why is this called this? Why did this happen? And then from there we can go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's something we're going to kind of 
when you're doing a podcast, it, it's usually starts with something, and then it becomes something else entirely. Mm-hmm. Seven episodes in, like Tony uh, so we're gonna exactly yes. Uh, so we're gonna start this. <laughs> we're gonna see where it goes. I think the first episode will be coming out this Thursday. We're gonna stick to the same release schedule Thursday at midnight. If you're already subscribed to Murder My Dude, I think we're gonna put the first couple of episodes up. But it's going to be called Pedantic, P-O-D-A-N-T-I-C. Pedantic. And you can follow that on, uh, I know it's on Instagram right now. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't think we have a Facebook yet. Uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna, For the first couple of weeks, it's going to be on the Murder My Dude feed, too. So just keep, keep in with Murder My Dude, and, and we'll, uh, we'll keep everybody updated. And that. you and your co-host, Jack, does a, do a great job bantering and talking and figuring things out. So it's a very exciting podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm proud of you guys. I think the... I personally get upset when I don't record every day anymore because I enjoy sitting and talking with you guys, and it's my only way of social interaction. But uh, from a standpoint and the quality aspect, I think it is much better taking breaks in between. You're not doing a weekly show. It it, it is. Nice. We we had a few yeah. shows where like because of the the, the time constraints on prepping, it's like oh, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. So yeah. this should make it a lot easier. And I'm spreading you thin. I'm, you're doing research for this show. Ah, no. And, no, 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 no. It's, the wrestling's all in his mind. It is. Yeah. I, 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 can, I can freestyle most of that stuff, actually. Yeah. <laughs> the murder stuff, I do have to look at, look it up. Uh, I, I know we got most of your stuff out of the way there, Kilowatt. Uh, if, yeah, if, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just going down through the order of the boxes here. Um, oh, yeah. We, 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 we plugged the hell out of Austin stuff earlier. Yeah. 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 Oh, we did a good job with the plugs this week. So if you check out the links below, all of Camp Leafrog, High Tension, and IWTV is down there. Uh, so is there anything we're missing? We, we covered a lot of it. Uh, yeah, Wicked Turtle, what up, peeps? Wicked Turtle sponsors, uh, Cyber, oh, no, Camper Choice, no, <laughs> uh, Cyber Sex all Tuesday, nice stuff with you guys, hey the Unplugged, uh, the High Tension Wellness, and it's just like, what am I not doing? Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Uh, check out his OnlyFans. Uh, I'm getting the Mike Orlando syndrome over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're only one one thing away from a hot girlfriend. Give, give this it. guy, give him a belt. Can you just give him a belt? Just give him the belt. Yeah, I'd, I'd put you as champion. Austin, <laughs> what do you got? Yeah, we spent like 10 to 15 minutes talking about Farlow's and Deets <laughs> Watson. So, you know, no, I mean, I, there's never enough time talking about hoagies. Let's go. That's true. I'm going to plug positivity and progression because I think that was like talking about Ron Simmons. I think that was kind of some one of the themes that we were talking about. So and then going over to Camp Love Frog. So I'm just going to plug positivity and progression. There we but, go. Yeah. Yeah. Stay posy, as the hardcore bands used to say. Yeah. Um, I just got to pull something up really, really quick. I'm sorry. I want to plug one more thing. Out. One more thing I want to whip. I want to whip out and slap on your guys' faces here real fast. <laughs> I thought he had a chainsaw. Then what was he even? He might have a chainsaw. <laughs> I'd like to take this doing, chainsaw. <laughs> he's doing his Molly McCoy cosplay over there. <laughs> yeah. Where is it? What I if she I went from it. a hockey player to chainsaw like lumberjack? That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Anything's possible at Leapfrog. I mean, it's kind of like, what's his name? The guy from ROH, uh, Grizzly Breadwood? Yeah. Uh, check out, if you're a fan of our intro and outro music, which you're about to hear any second now, uh, Billy Trey just started a new podcast called Scared Sounds. Uh, they just released episode one, part two. Uh, if you go on Spotify right now, it's called Scared Sounds Podcast. So go show him some love. He's done a lot of cool stuff behind the scenes when it comes to the podcast. And in front of the scenes, they did a few shows. Did a few shows, and he started his own podcast. He's a really good dude, and go support, show him support. Uh, that'll do it. If you guys hurry up, head over, check out the links below. There's going to be the Patreon link. Go subscribe. It's five bucks. You can, you're can you going to get a private link. You'll get a little thing. You can watch live. You can interact with us behind the scenes instead of watching later. Um, come hang out with us. It's going to be a really good time. I didn't put the banner up the whole time. Sorry, but there it is. Um, <laughs> there it is. 
Yeah, we're out of here. Here's some Billy Trey. We'll talk to you guys next time. Mm-hmm.